Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 55 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg. I finally caught that damn mouse. It has been bugging me for weeks. I've had a mouse in my house for a couple weeks, and I finally caught that guy. And that's how I start a show out. <laughs> did you did you have to go get Tom the cat to come get him, or I mean, was no, it no. back acne tricks or what? <laughs> I went lethal. Like my wife wanted me to go humane, but uh, gotta do what you he, gotta do, man. Humane didn't work for a couple of weeks, so I went lethal. Just took it, just took his ass out, huh? Right, took me made an example of him for all the other mice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it took me three days lethal. It took me two. It took me two weeks of non-lethal. So just a recommendation to anybody: if you ever have a mouse in your house. Uh, don't waste your time. Go lethal. Did you put it's, it on a, a little mouse crucifix and put it like outside your house with all the other mice? It's like a warning sign. Like, oh shit, look at this guy. Hang him on a stick <laughs> like a stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, man. Just for a warning to all the other ones. Right. <laughs> all right. Oh, cool. Legendary Beer Geek says we're working. All right, cool. Let's just continue our intro then since I kind of started us off on our first school. Right. Nathan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? We're back. Oh, I'm I'm doing good. Hey, how's Greg's here? How are we doing tonight? Uh, happy to be here. Talk about a little bit of shit, and we'll just babble on some nonsense. I'm sure, plenty of squirrels to be had. Yes, yes, plenty of squirrels will be had. That is sure. Yes. Sarah, what's up? How you doing? I am doing well. I've had a little emotional day. It was my last day of my previous job, so and I start the new one next week. Which fortunately, I don't have to start Monday. I can start Tuesday, so at least I have a little breather. Yeah, so that's gonna be a fun nice. little transition. And the kids are going to Sunday summer camp. Sunday drinking. Oh, nice! They're going to summer nice. camp. Nice. <laughs> you worked at that last job for a long time, didn't you? Yeah, actually, um, two months shy of full sixteen years. Oh, so, okay. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of like leaving family, but I mean, that's a career. It really is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, but I mean, it's been a it's been a good week thus far. So. How about you, well, Greg? How you doing? You know, <laughs> working as Other always. Than mouse hunting. Yeah, Other than mouse always hunting. mouse hunting, building, all that good stuff. We went to me and my family went Get to this. Get that uh, we mouse. <laughs> me and my family went to this uh, this this petting zoo the other day. It was like called the Lazy Five Ranch. It's uh it's a drive-through petting zoo, and uh you know you just all get in the car and you buy buckets of feed before you go in. And you just drive around this acreage, and they had yaks and water buffaloes and zebras and horses and cows, all different kinds of cows, pigs, uh, warthogs, giraffes, and all this. That like all these animals are just coming into your car, putting their head in your vehicle. <laughs> You're looking for they had huge longhorn, uh, uh, I guess steers. Yeah, longhorn steers. I mean, they were huge. And How many uh, it, scratches did you get on your car? <laughs> I, I got a couple. I'm not gonna lie. I, I got a couple. The I longhorns. Yeah, I because there there was a situation where like one longhorn walked up to me and I started feeding it, and then like mm-hmm. twelve walked up to the car. Mm-hmm. And when they surround your car, they don't care they don't about give your a car. Shit. Yeah, they no, don't they care don't. about your no. car, so they'll bump into it. They'll hit their horns against it. So I got a couple little scratches, but I should be able to buff those out. It's no problem. So next well, time the I truck heard, goes, you know. there's a guy I listened to on the radio, and he grew up in New York, and I guess they had this like drive-through kind of zoo or whatever and they used to have monkeys <laughs> and they said you'd go through one time and you'd say never again because you'd come out and your windshield wipers be ripped off your antennas be broken they'd be crying <laughs> kicking your mirrors on your cars and you <laughs> probably like, paid oh like God, 75 dollars to, to do it yeah you probably yeah. paid like 75 dollars to do it too. Yeah. 
Every card is brilliant. It's crazy. Yeah, we got oh. we got one of those around here. I haven't taken the kids to it, but I have a lot of friends no. that gone to it. So well, just get your old beater truck. That's where you take your old that's, beater yeah. truck. That's exactly what I'm exactly. Yep. I asked them if they could just if I could just put people in the back of the truck, and they were like, "Yeah, as long as they don't get out." So next time, well, I'm just right, taking the right, old truck, right. and we're going that way. So right. all right. Well, there there was well, a, there's the first squirrel. Actually, I think it was the second. I think we started the first school uh, off with mouse, right? Yeah, I think the mouse, yeah. <laughs> Can't even Is this going to be like animal themed? Is that what the, the squirrels like are going to be? <laughs> like All right, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of things to talk about this week. I think we're going to start off with some trailers. And there's two trailers we want to talk about. Two people here are super excited about both of them. I'm going to start <laughs> off with Sarah. Throw the ball to you. Talk to me about this trailer that you were super excited about. <laughs> okay. So back in 89, there was this fantastic film that introduced <laughs> us Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves, and that is Bill and Ted. So that's when you're introduced to Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted mm-hmm. Theodore Logan, otherwise mm-hmm. known as Wild Stallion. The Wild Stallion. I couldn't remember the I, name, damn it. I couldn't remember it. I, but it was Stallions with a Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved this movie. So, after watching it a million times, and then I think mm-hmm. back in, I think, 91 is when Bill Ted's yes. Bogus Journey came up. Yes. Which, That's the one I've seen Excellent Adventure was great because they had to pass their history presentation yeah, or down. whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that's where the phone booth came in and going back through time, pulling all these George guys. George Carlin. And, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. be excellent mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, they get through mm-hmm. that because Napoleon... Napoleon cannot bowl, number one. <laughs> so they get through all this. So then their next adventure is, in 91, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. So this is when they meet Death. Death. And so they had to go one and one in Death. Now, it's been a while since I've seen this one. So Me too. That's the one I saw the most as a kid. Yes. So, which that was crazy because, what was the station? That was their... That's what they said. They had these robots that looked like they were made out of pipes and what. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Back. It was crazy. Didn't they happen to meet the princesses? The princesses. That's who they're brides. That's who so, they came back now to remember them. Yeah. Remember them. Yeah. So then I think, what was it? Last year, this was announced. Because I saw it on Facebook first. Um, there was like a page that was um, popped up and it was talking about Bill and Ted 3. I was like, oh, so wait a minute. I, I would have never thought Keanu Reeves would have thought to do this again. I yeah. felt he had kind of gone past the whole, you know, the Ted Theodore Logan. Because that was really my first crush on him. Whatever. But, he likes <laughs> money. He likes money and he's, he, a working, he's a working actor. He's like Samuel L. Jackson. That was Those just guys the role I felt like that was him. Right. I mean, he can, you know... So I watched this. Finally, I watched the trailer. I want to say it was, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. Whenever, whenever it dropped, I just happened to see it, and I'm literally squealing like a little girl. I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> I mean, I don't really. Know. I saw some great things because, mm-hmm. of course, they come in and they say, you know, they're in front of like the futuristic people, and they say, you know, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes, and. I'm thinking, you guys have not probably not done what you were supposed to do because the whole premise, especially in the first movie, was they were supposed to create this song to bring 
like everyone together, um, world mm -hmm. peace. Everything was just going to be, everyone's going to be excellent to the, each other. Mm -hmm. I think that just kind of fell off somewhere. But like I right. said, I haven't seen these movies in probably oh, 10 years, maybe. So, um, yeah, I'm surprised I still remember what I remember. So seeing this trailer, number one, is just just brings back these two characters that I absolutely fell in love with. And number two, I'm thinking, oh, a new adventure. And I've read a little bit about it, and the two girls you see, I think, are their daughters. Mm -hmm. Or their okay. kids, or something like that. So I'm thinking, right? Are, well, I'm thinking, are these the princesses, and then Bill and Ted and the princesses got together and have, like, new little princesses. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how that's going to play into it. But it was just... I was just so shocked to what if, see what this movie. Like, what, <laughs> what if what if it's like Bill and Ted are old, and like these two young punks come that are in the band, and they're like, "You will not go out with these guys. <laughs> these are <some> young <laughs> punks," and it's just like a younger version of them. Well, I, I just like think the trailers. The trailers great because they look at each other like, "Oh, well, what we go in the future, and we'll get that song." Oh, you mean like steal? Well, it's not really stealing. If it's from us, mm -hmm. it's right. just, it's the logic in these movies. That is what I absolutely love. There is no logic. There is no logic. No. No, they no, no. fly, they fly so loose and fast with the rules. It is, it is, it is just great. out there. They're just fun movies. They're just fun. I mean, you really well, can't I take heard, it serious. I, I heard a rumor that uh, supposedly they have some, not, like I said, this is a rumor. I don't know if it's got any, any merit or not. But uh, that they have some like unused or some like alternate footage of George Carter where they might be able to get him in as a cameo, like a brief little just kind of move, kind of like they did Leia in uh, episode nine, like just kind of like a brief little cameo or something. Well, you and supposedly the guy that plays death, the guy that plays death, you know, he's back mm -hmm. and he like looks just the goddamn same. And like, so they're <laughs> trying to, they're, they're working with some stuff. I think they're just bringing back a bit, bit of nostalgia. I mean, sure. They, like I said, these movies, you see it, man, I tell you, it just brought me back to the 90s because that was just so fun. It wasn't serious, but yet it still mm -hmm. had a great message. You know, be cool. Don't, mm -hmm. you know, don't be, mm -hmm. don't be uncool. Don't be a dick. Think, don't be uncool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, dude. So I think one of my favorite from the very first movie was, um, I think, is when they met each other. And Ted looks at Bill and he's like, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm like, absolutely. Because I've actually <laughs> used that in life. <laughs> yeah, sometime. I, <laughs> so I, want, I wanted to ask a couple questions. Or I wanted to well, just say something. Uh, sure. I wanted to ask about... Or, um, <laughs> <power> <laughs> um, how much do you think they're going to make off the royalties once this Not movie much. comes out of people, of people that go back and watch the first two movies? Because you know these first two movies are going to be on streaming services. They're going to put it out there to promote. Them. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think so? Wouldn't it make more sense for for uh, once yeah. some streaming service to have it on there? Because it's it going to get a lot time for a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I mean, now it's a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, they've created a trilogy now. So, yeah. and a lot of people they don't know who Bill and Ted are. I mean, like I said, it started in '89. Then the next they're one was '91. So, Here we are, '2020. Right. They're so fucking '90s though. Like if you watch this now, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they're so just especially the way they talk, like the the surfer stoner, like that was cool. Like they were in San Demas, California, man. Yeah, like oh my god. Well, 
see, here's the thing with me, Bill and Ted. Like, I saw the the, the preview the and my wife did too. And yeah, that, it, like all that Keanu stuff. Reeves, in the 90s, like it's... he stuck his finger in a light socket, just hair out like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all that stuff from the '90s, man. You're right. It's so nostalgic because you know we're all children of that time. And I showed my wife this, and she loved it. But my thing with Bill and Ted is, I, I remember the movies. I liked the movies when I was younger, but I kind of remember them like, like Biodome, or Encino oh, Man. Were awesome movies, like really great movies, you know. They're but I'm so not. I'm, I'm not 30 years later <laughs> going to be so like, yo, y'all need to go check this movie out, type deal, you know. Well, um, fucking Biodome, bro. I kind of feel about it. I mean, well, it, it could I'm be the head of the Biodome right. fan club. Well, <laughs> hey, just I love to let you know, I got. Yeah. I'm the one. <laughs> Check this out, and I'm hoping whenever theaters do open, there's one in Raleigh, and I think it's mm-hmm. um there are other ones. It's um the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's we got it's one real, over close to me. Yeah, well, we discovered that when we when we moved up here, and we've seen, and they have like this plethora of of micro brews, mm-hmm. and of course, my favorite mm-hmm. is Bill and Ted's Excellent Ale. So I'm nice. thinking. Please, please. Have, have a promotion. Yeah. Have a goddamn promotion. Yeah. I'm like, I will get a pitcher and put a straw in it. That's what. No. I've that's never what tried I'm that. About. That's, that sounds, I might have to try it. So, it's an ale. I'll drink it. It's, it's alcohol. Yeah, and ale's right? my favorite. So, so just you know, one of my couple of my favorite guys, favorite beer, put it together. I mean, where can yeah. you go? I mean, how can you go wrong? Right. See, this is why she likes being here on Friday nights. You know, yeah. her favorite guys, a couple beers. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, but I'm probably gonna watch this um, trailer a few more times just so. Yeah. I mean, it's oh my gosh! I was well, just it, so excited. Hits you right in that sweet this. spot, you know. It Every does. Time. It really does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So the, <laughs> the the guys at the end, because I know in the in the trailer they're talking about going to the future and stealing the, the you know whatever from the song from themselves. Mm-hmm. Are those muscle guys at the end in the in the uh, prison or wherever they're at? Is that them? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. <laughs> That's why, because you know, they've done, they've done the the past, mm-hmm. and I guess with the journey, Bogus Journey was in essence the present, and now that we're going to do the future, mm-hmm. oh man, I wonder if there's going to be like some CGI of like them as the young dudes. Huh? You know I what would, I mean? I well, or like care. a flashback, well, maybe. The What's the budget? Yeah. What's the budget here? I mean, like, let's be realistic. Probably. How much are we dumping into Bill and Ted? Yeah, but how much are you dumping into, but still, that's where you're going to pay your money. He's doing this basically as a favor to Alex Winter because he's been sitting around, he's been sitting around his phone since 1992 waiting on that call for Bill and Ted 3. And I hate saying that, but it's the truth. (laughs) He he was, I mean, it was ring one, it was a half a ring. He's like, hello? Keanu, what's going on? I mean, no, I uh, nothing, nothing. I was just well, uh, cleaning or working, you know. Man, what's up? Yeah. Well, I had yeah. heard like some rumors previous to this, and I think it was, and I think it was Alex Winter that was trying to get it started, mm-hmm. and it was just trying to get Keanu on board as well. And, to pay. and when Keanu <laughs> finally came up and was like, "Yeah, dude, let's do this," that's when everybody lost their mind. They were like, "Because I mean, you can't have one without the other. I mean, you just can't well, do that." Okay, like. People don't talk about it enough, but Keanu Reeves, like, real-life guy is one of the nicest people alive. And he he does all this nice shit, and, like, he never says anything. Like, you'll never hear him talk, but he paid for every bit of his sister's cancer treatments and shit while he was going, never said a word about it. He only did John Wick as a favor to his stunt guy from... uh, 
from doing the Matrix stuff like that. And then it turned into this whole thing and went into this. He's doing Matrix 4 again because he liked working with the Wachowskis and one of them's back on board. And you know what I mean? Like, he just he's just legitimately a nice yeah. guy. And he likes to work. So, like, there was a there was a time where he was in a lull. And so he wasn't he wasn't in the blockbuster stuff. But he's in this resurgence now. And why not? Like, he's he's got all this goodwill with the stuff he is. You know, like I said, the John Wick movies. Matrix 4 is coming out. Do this. Just keep building. You keep keep yourself mm-hmm. out there as long as you can do, and be in this resurgence. You know, give people what they want. Even we know Bill and Ted's not going to clean up the box office, but it could go right into that cult classic with the other two. And the I, people that do absolutely. love it are going to be like, "Hell's yes." Yeah. And it's funny you used to say John Wick because that's how my son knows who Keanu Reeves is. Not mm-hmm. that he's seen John Wick, but I guess with the Fortnite and all that. So when he saw this, what? I said, "Look, this is Bill and Ted." He's like, "That's John Wick." I'm like, he don't. No, he son. don't remember. Nope. You never showed him Point Break? Oh, I'm an FBI agent. Or whatever. No, <laughs> we haven't. No, I figured I'd show him the lake oh, house gosh. first. He's yeah, got to see yeah. the lake house first. <laughs> so he can fall in love with hey, Sandra. <laughs> I, watched, I watched 47 Ronin, okay? And, and uh, Keanu Reeves was the best part of that movie. It, I, you know, I, don't, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did, but I'm just saying, like, I'm a Keanu Reeves fan. Like, I, I still like the Matrix. Oh, Whoa. I need to show him speed. I know Kung Fu. Whoa. My kid was love <laughs> speed. Ooh. I love how oh, you... Oh, yeah. Speed's great. Yeah, Speed's mm-hmm. a great movie. I love how you describe that, too, Nathan. I don't hate it as much as most people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was how you described that movie. I don't hate it as much as most well, people do. Well, I mean... But, you know... You know, like, I wasn't, like, punching myself in the throat after I watched it. Like, I just wasted my life. <laughs> but, I mean, I was like, all right, that was a film I watched. <laughs> Some reason I could just picture Nathan, Nathan punching himself in the throat. Stupid. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, y'all got anything else you want to talk about that? Uh, nope. No, cool. I just want to hear more about it. I just, I right. want to see another trailer. I want to see. I just want to see more, and I just, I just want to see it. I hear you. I just want to see it. It is yes. going to happen. That's on my Definitely. list with Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, now uh, let's pass the ball to Nathan. Speaking. Oh, what? Trailers. Oh, Let's do uh, some, uh, some another, DPS two. Yeah, another uh, big trailer that came out this week was Doom Patrol season two's first trailer, or basically our only real look. And man, they're they're picking up and they're diving right back into the weirdness, like right where they left off. And uh, man, like I cannot wait. Like Doom Patrol was an unexpected, pleasant surprise for me. I was shocked at how engaged I was and how much I liked it. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, at first, I didn't know what I was going to think about Crazy Jane, but I love that Crazy Jane and Robot Man, like, how their relationship and, and like, uh, you know, Cliff is Robot Man or, you know, Brendan Fraser playing Robot Man. Like, what the hell? The, the, that was excellent. Like, just a stroke of genius and, like, uh, like I said, uh, the girl, I know her from Two and a Half Men, but, you know, like, like these characters are great. And then, like I said, there's there's Negative Man, and, like, we're doing these flashbacks, and we get to know more about his story. Like, by the end of it, I'm, like, tragic heartbroken, and then, like, at yes. least he gets to have that last moment with his, you know, the, with his one true love and shit. And I'm like, God, at least he got to have a moment. Like, I was just shocked by how invested I was in this. Danny the Street. I got invested in Danny the fucking Street. Are you kidding me? Like, let's go. There's an admiral, there was a Admiral Whiskers and like messing guys like dude come on this was the weirdest coolest show ever and then season two like uh spoilers if you haven't seen season one like it showed like we're going deep into uh oh damn it what's his Niles or the wheelchair god damn it I can't think of his name oh you're talking about uh Niles Calder yes yeah Niles like 
is going into his daughter and like she's like still looks like a primate, but he's she's crazy power. I don't know. Like it's gonna. I'm I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready for the weirdness. Mm. Okay, uh, Sarah, you want to say anything real? Go actually, Sarah, you go because I'm gonna bring y'all down a little bit. So, <laughs> so or not bring y'all down, but I'm going to bring the mood down a little bit. But I hopefully y'all can lift me back up, and hopefully sure, sure, we can solve the back up. So, Sarah, go ahead and tell me. Well, I mean, I'm just kind of building off what Nathan said about the first season because you're, you first meet them in Titans. I forgot which one it was, you know, which episode it was. Yes. And I was like, who yes. are these guys? Because that's where um... Beast Boy comes from. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So you see that, and I'm thinking, who are these people? In the comics, that's where he originated from. He was a, he originated mm-hmm. in the Doom Patrol series. Right. But and then when I listened, I I heard like Brendan Fraser. I was like, is that? Yeah. Is that, is that what? Mm-hmm. And um and then of course Matthew was it Matthew Bonner oh my Brendan gosh Brendan Fraser oh. fucking a treasure okay national treasure we yes, that guy absolutely. is great okay <laughs> well I started watching Doom Patrol after like the last episode of Titans because I was like okay what else am I gonna see so right. then I have to see Doom Patrol and I started the first episode I'm just like <laughs> yeah wow. yeah whoa hmm. okay. <laughs> this is and then I wanted to get to know the characters I mean they they were. A bit offbeat, but their backstories were really interesting. Um, I think, the, <laughs> and then having Alan Tudyk as um, Mr. Oh, Nobody Alan and Tudyk. like the narrator, anything yeah, he's that's... in is just it turns yeah, he, it's gold. He's great. Gold. Like yes, yep. yes, he's a um, great actor. He should have played a live action Joker a long time ago. <laughs> Look well, at that he's, he's still watched the, the voice. Oh yeah, he's still, he's still watched. 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 Absolutely, <laughs> good idea. But um, I stole that from David C. Robertson on DC on screen because I heard him mention it one time and it blew my mind and I went, oh my god, I want to see that. Yeah, that would be great. He does the the voice of it in the Harley Quinn series. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So he's getting a small role to Joker. Yeah, but when you go through season one, the very last episode, you're just like, how how can you top this? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the name of the, the what is it, the Roach and the Rat? I'm like, yeah. Well, the, the the rat was Admiral Whiskers. Like yeah. I said, there's one whole. But there's how you get to know where, him though is weird yeah, too. You get a backstory on this fucking rat that they accidentally run over his wife or whatever, and I'm like, what is, is happening? Dad and the robot it? man's, or yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's that because he's like, yeah, I'm yeah, out revenge like, on you. <laughs> and then like he, like robot man's freaking out, and you're like, what is happening? And like Admiral Whiskers comes out, and then we get a rewind of like this whole backstory of why he's pissed off and he's taking him down. And I'm like. <laughs> What is happening? This is brilliant. This is brilliant. I'm getting yeah. a rat's backstory, okay. and I'm thoroughly invested in it. And I'm just, I'm just not even going to talk about the scene, the way they talk to each. That's, that's something you, Greg. That's something you have to just well, discover on your well, own. And, <laughs> and in this trailer, I know we're supposed to be talking about the season, the season two trailer. Like, uh, I like how, I like how Rita. That's what Rita starting to learn how to actually use her, like her, yes. her power. She's trying to start to use it. Cyborg looks like he's coming into his own a little bit. Crazy. Looks like Jane might be trying to instead of suppress the the, the people Just in her, it looks like go. she might be trying to utilize them. You know what I mean? Well, so she I'm, got kind of down to the root of how she. Yes. And that yes. was that was and, a little heartbreaking. I saw man, that. Yeah, and the negative force and Larry, they finally came to an agreement. So I'll be curious to see if they can start working together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to see if that'll go. Like I'm, I'm really not that they're a full blown team, but they feel like and they even say in the trailer they're a family. They're finally, mm-hmm. they finally feel like family. They may not work together great as a team, but you're not going to let anything happen to your brother or sister. That's still your family. Yeah. Even if you want to knock their block off, well, you're not going to let anybody and, else do it. And especially the way Robot Man, the way he kind of latches on to Jane. He's out there. He's 
are you okay? Is everything yeah. good? Because yeah, she did have like a dog, and he would like bring her. You know, he, he was taking care of her because he had lost his wife his and family. Child. So in essence, it was kind of yeah. So it was, but Rita was one that I kind of enjoyed seeing her evolution because mm-hmm. it was almost like went from prissy bitch to team player. Right, because it was almost like she became with the elastic. It was almost she became what she didn't want to be. She wanted to be this beauty, the symbol of beauty, and all this kind of whatnot. And then she just thought of herself as like this ugly monster because you're like, you know. So. Well, I mean, if my face drooped and my butt, if I if yeah, I smothered to, to death a woman because I goofed out, I mean, I'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, you might have some, yeah, might have some issues. <laughs> all right, Greg, bring hey. us down. Let's go. Well, I, I, I was just, I was just gonna say real quick, legendary beard geek is in the is in the chat room, and we are doing a season one review next week, so we don't want to waste all our ammo about season Whatever, one. I'm, <laughs> I'm unloading right now, baby. I'm <laughs> unloading. No, oh, I'm just right. Sorry. So no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My opinion, hopefully by next week, is going to change on the show. Okay. Well, how far I, uh, how far are you in it? Right now, I'm on episode zero of the rewatch. I'm going to hopefully watch some more than okay. watch something tonight whenever I do it. But I'm about you know by next week, it should, I can watch it in weeks, no problem. But sure. um, here's my thing: is there are certain things that I didn't like about the show, like I didn't like Cyborg's um outfit. Cyborg was the weakest part of the entire first it season. It looked like a Kmart Halloween costume to me, and I feel like you could do a better job than that. Not that the actor did a bad job. I, actor did a great job. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. Mm-hmm. just didn't like the outfit. Uh, for me, hearing Brendan Fraser's voice pulls me out of it. It, it really does. I, 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 it's, it sucks because he does a good job in that role, but it just pulls me out of it. I don't know why. Uh, he's, he's somebody that I watched growing up for tons of movies, tons of different roles, and I just, I, I, it, it's weird, you know. And then uh, the third thing, let's see, what did I have on here? Uh, I know, oh no, no, I don't want to complain too much about it because I'm going to watch it next week. But what I did do when I watched the first season is I watched the first four episodes, and then I stopped because every episode that I was watching, I was pausing it multiple times to see how much longer was left in the episode. Now, I think some of that has to do with the fact that when when that came out, we were just starting this show. We were a few months into this show. I was trying to do that. I was moving. I was I watching. Young, I was watching Young Justice. I was watching. Uh, yeah, you are. The yeah. Titans. Like I was sure. trying to catch up on a lot of stuff and, and the DC animated movies. I was catching up on all that. So I think maybe this was just like that thing that was like, oh, it's just another thing I have to watch. Slagging on. As opposed, as opposed to me watching it and want because I wanted to enjoy it. Uh, so I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna make a suggestion. Okay. It may be a little controversial out there, but uh, you know we're all adults here. I'm gonna say get really, really, really high, and then watch the whole first season, and you might be like, "This is the greatest shit I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> very possible. It did, I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, if you dare drop, you know, hit, hit acid or something, I think you might end up in the mental hospital because this show is already an acid trip. And I'm just saying, you know, this show it is crazy. It is, it is like a, it is, that is the perfect. It's a comic yeah, book show on acid. Like literally, yeah. like somebody took a comic book show and they're like, "This is it's great," and then they took so a drop of outlandish. Acid, like, it's just and so you're. Are they going to do it? Yep, they did that. <laughs> I cannot believe. Okay, <laughs> well, and it pulled me in because I wanted to see something. Since, well, when I saw it, when I saw them in Titans, and I was like, "Oh, Doom Patrol," which I'd heard of before, but like, like some <laughs> random. And um, I said, "Okay, well, just kind of like a continuation of watching." Titans, because once Titans was over, regardless of how the, the season sure, endings sure, sure. were, I didn't care. I was like, I just, I just wanted more of this type of show, and it just sucked me in. And Greg, I get you about the 
the Brendan Fraser because it kind of it did take me a little bit to get used to that. Well, Especially yeah, when you go back you and see, see like, the flashbacks, and I'm thinking, yeah, the first like, thing you see is him banging his maid, and you're like, "That's Brendan Fraser doing. That's <laughs> old Brendan Fraser doing his maid." You know what I'm I mean? like, but at least he doesn't look like Rick O'Connell anymore. So he's like totally. Mm-hmm. I can I can take him away from that. So were you guys like me? Were you guys? Did you guys picture it like this is what happened to him after the Mummy trilogy? Is like he eventually <laughs> became a race car driver and was getting old in the '70s, and now he's just stuck, or you know, and now he's stuck as a robot. Because that's my head can. It's the same guy from the Mummy movies, okay? And he just, this is his <laughs> retirement. He goes, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, I was like, e- okay. But, but no, um, I mean, all in all, tra- the trailer, t- the season, excuse me, the trailer for season two looked good. Um, looks I mean, hope, hopefully that whenever looks- I... What is that That was his daughter, the, the little eight. Yeah, well, because remember looking- in season one, like, he, his, like, wife or whatever remember. was like a... Well, I know what Sarah does, but like she, okay, Grace, Greg goes la 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 la. But it was like, it was like uh, his like love or wife or whatever was like a. She looked like a like a, the first evolution of man. You know what I mean? You remember? Yeah, and the daughter. He ended up. Yeah, like she was like a primate kind of like. And then something happened. and He met her. And he got stuck with her, and then they did weird, you know, weird. He started living there, and now now he's got a daughter, and apparently she's like mega nuclear power, like you know, powerful. So it's gonna be so weird because, like, how do you top? How do you top Alan Tudyk and the guy that can literally do whatever he wants? And supposedly, like, yeah, my daughter's like the most powerful thing. Like, that's, that's that's I'm. Fascinated. I, and she's going to have a child's you. temperament. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a girl child, too. Oh, oh mm. boy. Because <laughs> what age is she? Is she like, what, 10, 11, 12? I, or is she a little bit younger? I, That's what I'm... She, I knew she was like a younger... I was thinking 8 to 12, somewhere in the yeah. I, don't, I don't know, though. Okay. But I didn't even realize they had a trailer out until, mm-hmm. Greg, you had mentioned that. And I'm just, because well, I knew it was supposed to see, start streaming at the end of June. So, 25th. Right? Yeah. Is it 25th? But yeah. to be okay. honest with you, I'd be read, I think I would prefer not to see a trailer. I just want sure. to see it. Just go in there let, cold. Let it go. Because it, so. if it's well, any more yeah. outlandish than the last, like, four episodes, <laughs> it's. Well, what I do like, I do like is that this was, this was immediately announced to be a co-production with HBO Max. And if I had any complaints about the first season, it was there was sometimes you could see the CGI budget just kind of wasn't there. But I, with HBO Max being involved in this, and this was right before, I got a feeling they might be able to put a little bit more money in because this, the, the critics loved this and people loved this. So I think they might have went ahead and propped this up a little bit more so. Not necessarily like to lose the crazy and the practical sets, which worked out great. But when they do use, maybe like Cyborg will look a little better and stuff like you know what I mean, mm-hmm. doing yeah. stuff like that. Okay. I hope Cyborg looks better because yeah, I think that's my too. worst part of the some of my worst part of the show. Like I said, well, I don't don't the, I, the actor's no problem. I noticed he does a great trailer, job with the role. It's I just, noticed in the trailer it looked like his face piece was a little more. It didn't look like something just stuck on his head like in season right. one. It looked it looked a little more like embedded. You know what I mean? Like Cyborg mm-hmm. should look. Now, now, maybe that was just me, but on the quick glance I saw on the trailer, it, lo- it looked a little better to me. Well, if you look on season one, you can some scenes you can see the band where you know, oh, wraps I know his head man. like Halloween mask. So. Stop it! <laughs> but that's a part of Doom Patrol, though. It's like that could be in there on purpose, and you would never know because the show is crazy. True. You know what I mean? Very true. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just outlandish. I love <laughs> it, it. I think it's fantastic. It's just. <laughs> 
You're like, uh, it's like you, it's, it's enjoyable to watch, but yet you, sometimes you feel bad that you watched. That. I really hope that next week, whenever I'm done with season one, uh, my season one rewatch, that I'm that excited for it. I don't know if I'll be that excited, but so I may be serious. more excited than I am now. So just take it as an just take it as an acid trip as it is. Like it's just it's just <laughs> craziness for your eyes, and then you process it, and you don't know what the hell happened afterward, but you kind of you kind of think you do. Yeah. You I mean, watch they have the living street. You know, what I mean, the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Danny, so, the living street. They're like so expect yeah. to be confused when I get done watching. Well, not not, not, not like really. Confused, like like in a good way. Just expect to be like, what the you. hell did I just watch? In a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way Watchmen was. You know? Right. Well, I mean, not not if you talk to Brent, you know, from Fans Without Borders, because he is not interested in season two and did not like season one. Uh, oh, Doom Patrol. Uh, Doom Patrol. I mean, I'm I may be right there with him. I don't know. Whatever, I mean, it, Greg. it may just be one of those things. You got to quit the podcast if you don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're fired. I'm kicked off. You're fired. Gone. Oh yeah, guys. Uh, All opinions know, tonight, are valid. We, we, we've got you know, Katie's busy tonight, and 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 Chris is doing teacher stuff and being you know like the administrative guy. And Travis Chris should Canada be on about had, um, Chris, our uh, Travis had a Canadian emergency, and there was a maple maple syrup shortage. So, like, they called in the entire Canadian provinces, and he, he they're working overtime to get that, that maple syrup going. I thought you were going to say a maple syrup conglomerate, like a Comic Con yeah. for maple syrup. No, there was, there was a shortage. There was a shortage, and they're not having that shit. So they're they're pumping it. They're they're getting putting their heads together, <laughs> tapping all those trees, man. They're, they're talking. They're talking to boot things, and they're being sorry about things and i'm just kidding i love you guys you know <laughs> oh, uh, wow. yeah i was actually going to mention katie uh, earlier um she gets to watch all three episodes katie three episodes before excuse me she just watched more of doom patrol before or sooner than we do right mm-hmm. she's got early access mm-hmm. she just kind of dangles I, I, I it don't, over i don't want to talk to her i don't i don't mm-hmm. I, I can't. dangles it over our heads as we uh well, she, just casu- she just casually mentions it like we're not going to be like, what the F? I want to see it. Like, well, oh, aren't these episodes, aren't gonna they going to like the first three come out together and then it's going to be weekly? Katie gets yeah. to review the first three. I don't know if the first three are coming out like that, but she gets I to review I thought I saw somewhere three. it said that, like the first yeah, yeah. ones. You're right. The first but three, she will the first three are opening day. And that's she, will, she will not. Don't, so don't think to ask her, guys, because she ain't going to break that. Oh, yeah, she, she won't break it. So. No, she, is, she may get to review it, but she ain't going to give you no spoilers. So, right. sorry, yeah, yeah. as our Canadian friends would say, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be surprised because I just hope Me this is too. the second one. I hope it is as, as good or better than the first one because. Okay. And I hope Greg likes it because if not, I mean. I mean, if he doesn't, everybody has their. Just like, and that's kind of the way, um, kind of switching gears here with Age of Ultron. That just, um, James Spader's voice took me out of that. I get that. Yeah, it, it did me a little bit too. I, so, I agree. And even now when I watch it, that's all I can think about. I just, I can just, it's James Spader. Man, James you know Spader. what was great though? If we're talking about Age of Ultron, you remember that No Streets trailer? <laughs> Where they took this the the song from Pinocchio and they made it sound yeah. like all evil and sinister, that dude. Good. That was great. That was a great, yeah. you know, no strings on me. <laughs> I don't know why you were talking about Age of Ultron, so I mean, might as well talk about that trailer because that was excellent. Well, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to feel where Greg is coming from because I totally I totally get that I totally get that. Yeah, and like I said, I think I'll feel a little differently next week. I mean, this is my focus this week to watch, so it's it's something I want to watch. So I'm gonna focus more time on it, not just make it. It's not gonna feel like a task. Yeah, like enjoy it. So, if you feel like so, so it'll, it'll be a little job, job. Right. 
just get all the feels uh, out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doom Patrol season two. Was it June twenty fifth? It comes out. We're covering episode, We're covering season one next week with probably a bunch of other we stuff. Just, we just we just covered it now, but we'll recover it. Again. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go back into it. No, that was. I've been wanting to do a re. Yeah, I've been wanting to do a rewatch on it. I'm going to rewatch it this week too. I'm going to rewatch it this week to be fresh. Well, we're going to be fresh watching it. I know that uh, y'all are going to be on next week, and y'all love Doom Patrol. Chris is going to be on to talk about Doom Patrol. He loves that. Uh, Katie's going to be on to talk about Doom Patrol. She loves that. Travis, he loves Doom Patrol. It's and Liz, there you go. All right, so there you go, Greg. You got what? And legendary bearded geek is going to join us next week to talk some Doom Patrol season one. Right on. So, so we are we're going to have a bunch of Doom Patrol fans. That beard better be effing legendary. I'm just letting you know right now, buddy. That beard better be. If you're going to use that monitor. Well, we uh, see your face, I think better be like ZZ Top shit. You know what I mean? I really do. I just sometimes. Yeah, there you go. I had such a glorious beard. It was you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, sorry. Glorious hair at one time, time too. Yeah, yeah, I did at one point. That's why I was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So did no. you, Nathan? Hey, you know what? You're right. You're right. I had to let it go. No, you know what, Nathan? Whenever you didn't have a haircut for a while, and we started, and I saw you for the first time before you got to get a haircut, I was like, "Man, I wish I could grow my hair like that." Oh but, man, uh, doesn't happen. It's all like jelly, that. as the kids say, doesn't happen like that for me. So. <laughs> all right, well, let's do this. Let's talk about. We only got one really news thing we want to kind of want to point out, and yeah. then we'll do a show question because I want Chris to be here for the show question because I think he yeah, would me like too. that. Me too. So, me too. What are we talking uh, about? Now? What you got? We're talking about now is PS5, their announcement, the new Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales. I'm not sure what the title of it is. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Okay, well, that's pretty simple. Just like put, put Captain on the America, yeah. Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? It's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Which and is it looks dope. Simple, which is not it's, an add-on. It is its own standalone game. So, it, go ahead. It looks dope. Go ahead. It, 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 well, see, Sony's been fucking conflicting about that because... At first, they said it was like an updated version of the one they had there with better engines and a more expansive. And like the Miles Morales story was kind of like an expansion. Then they backtracked and they were like, no, it's a new game. But we did map over like the New York society. So it, it, it is a new game. But like it's they were confusing as hell in the way they said it. Either way, that trailer looks awesome. And I am like Miles Morales. Like, can we talk about shit? What in six, seven years? Like he ain't been around that long, and his popularity has exploded. Skyrocket, exploded. And you know, Spider-Man, I that's think. all thanks. That's all thanks to Donald Glover, because Donald Glover, like when they were cast to do Spider-Man, he's like, I wouldn't be Spider-Man, and people was like, well, What? You're black? Did... You can't be Spider-Man? And then uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who was writing Spider-Man at the time, was like, Why can't there be a black Spider-Man? And then he was like, Poof, Here's Miles Morales, and took off. Didn't him and uh, didn't Mark Bernardin have a part in that too? Uh, yeah, well, because he got yeah, because he pushed he put an article out being like, why can't Spider Man be you know black? Because when Donald Glover was putting out, you know what I'm saying? This is yeah, I thought he helped create. It, you know, sure. yeah. yeah, no, no, well, I, create. I don't know, but I know it was when Mark Bernardin was still in journalism, and he wrote this, this this for one of the popular sites, and was like, why can't there be a black? You know, and this and that, because behind the mask, who knows who Spider Man is anyway? Right. You know, in the pages, we don't ever see it. The only reason why we know is because we're the reader and we know he's Peter Parker. Right. So, I mean, but to the, to the, you know what I mean? Which it makes sense. But like I said, if I have two characters that were created within the last 10 years who have skyrocketed, one on both sides, Miles Morales and Kamala Khan, really, because she's coming up and about to go into live action with Miss Marvel coming up. The new, the new Miss Marvel, whenever they made, uh, you know, Captain, you know, Carol Davis, just straight up Captain Marvel. And then on the other side, you got Jessica Cruz 
for DC, who is skyrocketing. Simon Baz to an extent, but Jessica Cruz has been on the other side going, I mean, these new characters with these new interesting dynamics have just been, you know, I mean, exploded in popularity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a new generation of readers. You know, and, and you got absolutely you, you've got to change things up a little bit well, for a new and, generation of readers, you know. And now and nowadays we have you have more and more like there are there are the numbers are exponentially of the higher of women reading and of just people in general. Like it's not there's not a stigma on it anymore of like, oh comic books for kids. It's like you, you could be somebody who doesn't hear and just hear that there's this great store and you'll pick that book up and read it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's right. this whole new generation like I said, there's not this stigma. And now it's it's just like another book. You know what I mean? Anybody can pick them up. It, it does not like, oh, that's dumb kid shit, you know, like it was when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, there, there are, I mean, certain aspects of this that are aimed towards kids because that's the idea is you want to get them into a kid. Like, you want to get them yes. I- into it while you're young. I mean, most people don't start reading comics as they're older. I mean, some do, I guess, but I, I would imagine most people, it's something that's kind of nostalgic for you, something you liked when you were a child, a show you watch, a comic you like. so it's aimed towards you. But, but, it, but th- there are more adult the lines, superhero yeah. movie and shit, too, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's easier to get on the ground floor. There are just as many superhero cartoons now, but you got the MCU, you've got DC going on, you had the X-Men universe, like, and within the last 10 to 12 years, you know what I mean? Like, before, but really, you know, it's it's been... It's just been up there and boom, boom. Like I said, you got a lot of kids that grew up with Marvel, uh, with the movies, MCU. So then they started reading the books, and then you go into the other. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just been snowball. But I guess it's always been like that. You know what I mean? Because hell, some of the best stories were written for adults, but the kids still. But it's still good enough for the kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and vice versa, it could be written for kids, but there's still just enough in there as adults. You don't hate that you read that issue or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like a Pixar movie. They're made for kids, but Absolutely. I don't hate that. I don't hate that I watched them because they no. put stuff in there for adults. They put little jokes in there that I know my kids don't get, but I'm like, <laughs> okay. Dude. And what's funny is when I go back and watch movies from when I was younger, that's not a new thing. Like I, I'll watch a movie that I watched a hundred times when I was younger, and now that I watch it, I catch something I never caught when I was a kid, like a joke or something an adult said in that movie that I never caught as a kid, and I was like, oh, that's what that meant. Okay, I got you. There's so. dude. There's a thing on then Monsters Inc. in the first one. And I saw it, like, if you're looking at the closet and over in the corner, the kids got pictures and they're stick figures, and it says Mommy and Uncle Dan or some shit on there, like, right there. And it's like, you look at it, you're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, just, like, all these little, just, like, I can't believe they put that on, you know, before before uh, all the, like, shit happened in 2017 at the end. And remember when uh, in Toy Story movies in the credits, they would do, like, outtakes and stuff. And at the end of Toy Story 2, they got the prospector, and he's got two Barbies in there, and he's like, He's like all Harvey Weinstein in them and stuff. He's like, oh, your ladies are trying to get into the business. And blah, 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 blah. And the camera comes, oh, oh, and he turns like oh. this. And like, yeah, <laughs> and like Disney cut it, you know what I mean? And back then, that was a joke, and everybody was fine with it, you know, even if it was wrong or not. But at the time, it was fine, and now now that's not so fine, and they got that out of there. So you go to buy it now, it's not in there. But I'm just saying, there's always adult stuff in there for you in mm-hmm. all of these movies. A Bug's Life, God, that's one of my favorites. Just because of how stupid and funny it is, and it's just it's just a good time. Yeah, Inside Out. The Incredibles. That's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Yeah, I like love The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... and there was our Pixar moment. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Pixar corner of the evening. But uh, but no, back to back to Miles Morales and the PS5. So as far as Miles Jeez, Morales I goes, that's uh, how we started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sometimes I, I got to reel it back in. I sometimes get sidetracked yeah, too. It's, it's... 
I do love the I love the character though, uh, Miles yeah. Morales. I think it's a great idea. It's it's something you know fresh to 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 promote a new spot. I know he's been around. He's not new. He's been around for a few years. He's but still newish. He's fairly new. Yeah, but I'm saying what I'm saying is, uh, uh, it, it's not like a character they created just for this game or for the movie. No. You know, like, it, it's no. it's somebody that's been around for a little while that needs to be you know put up on the next level that that I think kids are going to love. I, I enjoy Into the Spider-Verse, I, w- I think, bumps him to the next level. That oh, movie 100%. was fantastic. Yeah, uh, winning awards, yeah. the animation yeah. style they chose, the yeah. story was solid. Like, that is a great Spider-Man movie. My yeah. wife liked Into the Spider-Verse, and she doesn't watch animated stuff, or especially That's animated right. superhero stuff. And my wife enjoyed it. So my kids loved it. My daughters loved Into the Spider Verse. It's I did a too. great it's story. Husband, it's got a lot. Of, that movie's got a lot of heart. That movie has a lot of heart, man. Yeah, yeah Brian thinks it's like the best one. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. like it's. It's just so. It's, it's up there. It's so good. <laughs> it, it, it's up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as that game goes, uh, I'm excited to play it. I've played the Spider Man game on, on my PS4. I don't own it mm-hmm. because I, you know, I rarely play my my PS4 anymore. My it's basically my kids now. When I have some free time, I'll get on there and I'll play Call of Duty or some Madden. Sure. But I'm not going to go sure. buy new or you know Horizon Zero Dawn. I like that game; it's a really, really fun game. Um, but I I just don't get on it very much anymore. So I'm sure I'll play this, but I probably it'll probably be something like I go to Redbox and rent for a couple days and try it out. And you know, after that, I'll probably be done with it. But yeah, you know, it's these kind of games are fantastic games. I remember the first Spider-Man games that were the 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 full world games. Oh. It, it changed everything, man. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, it was like Grand Theft Auto, I guess, was what really started that, right? But mm-hmm. just totally changed everything, man. Spider-Man's a perfect character to have in that kind of world, and I'm I'm excited to see the game. I think but- um, I think the Arkham series really opened it up for Spider-Man. Like they did, they did games, but like was the Arkham they wanted to do like Spider-Man? Well, um, they did other Spider-Man movies, and they were getting like they were getting their engines down, but like. I'm talking like with the more story work put into it, but the but then uh, Spider-Man took it better, and they kind of kind of like when uh, with Arkham Knight, how like you expanded Arkham when you could go all you know what I mean, you could go over Gotham. Well, the Spider-Man game that they just came out with, the most brilliant thing they did is you can swing all over New York. You know what I mean? You could open up maps and go freestyle wherever you want and do a mission here and help this little old lady here. And like Batman did the same thing. I think they kind of. Like, you know what I mean? They took the stuff they had before, like you said, those other games. But they, they took those kind of engines, but they took, like, the stuff. I, I think it was a big working, like, taking the best parts of everything. The shit that they did and, like, watching that Ark, them, those Arkham games. Yeah. You like my hand movements and I, stuff? I, I'm, I'm sitting here, at me? Yeah, I'm sitting here watching your hand movements because I have the live screen that we're on and the other screen that I'm watching that's, go, or, excuse me, the Skype screen we're on and then the live mm-hmm. screen that's streaming. It's about four seconds behind. So I get to watch you do it yeah. <laughs> two times. So the hand motions are great. So, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not um, the only one talks with my hands. <laughs> no, I, I do too. I, I do it all. I even do it whenever we're not on video. I'll be talking with my hands, which is why Me I feel too. so bad sometimes. Because sometimes when I'm on the C3 podcast and I'm making a point, I'll kind of wag my hand. And I'm not mean, <laughs> mean, and I don't think anybody sees me. Then I'm like, oh no, somebody does see me. But I'm sitting here doing this, and it makes it really. Bad. Uh, but yeah, but Miles Morales, the, the game looks awesome. I can't wait to play it. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to try it out. Like it's, it's going to be fantastic. Sure. The only problem is. I don't know when I'm going to get a PS5. Mm. And so is it only going to be on that platform? I th- mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, that's that's one of their uh, day one kind of like okay. launch titles. That's launch their yeah. kind of going you know hand in hand with it. Like, hey, like buy a PS5 on the day come because Spider Man comes out on the same day. You know, like let's right. package that shit up. Marketing ploy basically. Mm-hmm. Like, and plus, they're releasing around the holidays, which is 
you know, they know people. Like, I've already seen which holiday, Black Friday or Christmas? Yeah, well, I've I've seen memes (laughs) online. I've seen memes online of like all these, like, what I got to do for my sugar mama until the PS5 comes out. It's all this crude shit, like, all out there because everybody's all ready for it and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just, just hilarious. Uh, hang on one second. Christmas missed me. He's about to come on. Um, but yeah, but as far as the PS5 goes, what do y'all know about that? I know there's two versions, right? There's like a digital version and a regular version. I don't. There's one. The there's one for regular well. Joe Blows like me, and then there's one for gamers like the the all the bells and whistles and the and the flames on it. If we're going to be talking like a car, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the tricked out one. Like the small one have the exhaust and then you know, you got me that's like, it's like just a, you know, just a nice car that I'm driving. And, you know, the cheaper one would be for like guys like us that don't do shit and for our kids. Gotcha. That that other one. That'll be like, the one I own. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Me too. After <laughs> the first wave comes out and the, right. the people bitch about the bugs. And then when they release that second wave, like six months later with the bugs that's fixed, that's the that's one you jump I was going to say, that's the one I get in 2021. Right. Star Falga. How are we doing? What's up? Ah. I changed really fast. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Glad you made it. I'm tired. I hear you. Okay. I hear you. You had graduation today? Yep. How did graduated. it go? Uh, it went very well for graduating at a Speedway. You know, first time <laughs> I've ever done that. So that was fun. Right. Oh, okay. See, my mind, I got to. You said Speedway yeah. earlier. You said I'm, I'm leaving Speedway, and I was thinking no, I was thinking Speedway, no. the gas station. I was like, okay, cool. He's messaging yeah. me that he's leaving the gas station. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, you're talking about Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. That's where you had the graduation. Okay. No, yeah. Yep, there we go, go to bed, Greg. Right, yep. Go to bed. You're done. <laughs> Actually, on that note, I'm gonna go grab another beer in a minute. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll be filling my coffee up soon. Is yeah, anybody um, watching us? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think Beard Geek maybe, but somebody's oh, no. not. Who cares? Uh, Who cares? Chris, right now we were just wrapping up talking about uh, the only really new story we're going to talk about tonight, unless you have something you want us to talk about. Uh, it's the PS5 uh, information uh, released and Miles Morales uh, Spider Man game. Got, Wonder Woman got, got pushed back too. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Gotcha. Cool. So yes, I'm all, I'm I'm already sold. I love the first Spider Man game and. I don't care if it's a standalone expansion, whatever they're calling it. It's Miles. It's Spider-Man. Take my money now. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm super excited to play. I think we've been sitting here talking about how much we've loved the Spider-Man series of games that have come out before, with this, uh, you know, virtual world type uh, gaming style. And uh, I just love. Open it's only world gonna get games. better. Yeah, open world, that's what I'm say. I love, dude, like, Skyrim was one of the first, like, open world that I really got into. And, like, god damn, man, I just love that open world concept. And then you get into, like, the Fallout. And just, I just love, just let me pick my own goddamn adventure. You know, yeah, let me have little beats that I can follow on the main storyline. But if I want to go over here and do this, I want to do that. I just, those open, mm-hmm. like I said, in that Spider-Man game is so awesome. Because you can just swing everywhere in New York. You can go and mm-hmm. unlock your own thing. Like I said, you can help this little old lady get her purse back over here. Or you can follow your main mission and go through. Or just and come back. It's just, I, I love those type of games. Yeah, that's, you pull- and that's one of the things that you can't, nothing can replicate but Spider-Man. It's just that feeling that you feel you're in New York. And just doing going to each one of the landmarks, either in real world or in the Marvel world. You know, Avengers Towers. 
Doctor Strange uh, Santorum. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's unique. You just you could just literally and, just not do anything and just swing around New York City, and it's just you can't ever not that, that web swinging yeah. engine. That web swinging engine that they designed and like how seamlessly you could swing and then hit the wall and run, stick to it and flip. Like it's just man, they they got that perfected. Like you feel like you're Spider Man and you are you're mm-hmm. you're web swinging around New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like I said, like Chris did, you can stick on the side of Avenger Tower, just kind of crawl up and just hang out and you know what I mean, or see the Sanctum Sanctorum and just it's just they they've got that perfected that engine. You really feel like you're up there just going crazy swinging through. If you like the open world concept, man, you should play No Man's Sky. Not that it's anything in comparison to what the Spider-Man games are. It's an open universe concept game. Mm-hmm. So it's how old is it? Uh, four years maybe. Oh, four or five Jesus. years. That's like four hundred in game it's, years. It started out really, really <laughs> slow and got really bad reviews, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's it's this open universe concept where you can. I I can't remember what they described it as whenever it first started out. It was like uh. You could play the game 24 hours a day for like 26 years and still never see all of the universe in this game. Something like that. It, it like it, it was insane the the numbers. And I'm sure that I'm completely wrong about that. But There's I know this guy right of, now fucking just feverishly oh, playing yeah. this game and like I will conquer this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those it, No Man's Sky, just like you said, Greg had a botched, just like it. It botched the opening, but it ended up listening and having a resurgence. I don't still don't think that when the time it came correcting, it it lost a lot of fan base. But from what I heard, all the corrections that people that have stuck with it and like yourself have said it's actually a very good game when they made the corrections. Just sad that they couldn't do it out of the gate. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the concept they had with it was so large. I mean, you, you've got to have some. I mean, you're going to have stumbles and falls going through something this big, but. Oh, yeah. Nathan, it's one of those games where and it, it's it's as realistic as if you're in your spaceship and you don't you don't supply yourself with fuel and, and all kinds of stuff. You're not leaving that planet like you're just not going to to find something to do. So and say you get into space and you're you're flying and you aim at this planet you want to go to and you'll look at it and you'll say it'll take you six days and, you know, th- you know, 19 hours to get to this planet. Mm-hmm. If you don't have like whatever to get you to light speed. You can go to that planet, but it's going to take you six days and nineteen hours to get there. So it's it's like that kind of game, you know. And and I guess you can go on different planets, discover different things, build, you know, uh, I guess bases on different planets type deal. It's fun, man. Sure, it's, sure. It's, it's, sure. it's a real. There's no real action <laughs> in the well, game. Um, That's but, what uh, I like to play is a game with yeah. no action. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got, it's exploratory. At least, at least I haven't experienced it since I've been there. I, I, but I haven't been playing. I haven't played it. Every long, kid so. says. Every right. kid goes, "Mom, I, I want to go, go to the store and get the most boring <laughs> game with no action that they have." Come on. <laughs> I hear it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so reeling it back in, back to the Spider-Man PS5. Is don't there anything wait. you guys know specifically about PS5 that you want to put out there? Because I don't know a whole lot about it. I knew there were two versions. Uh, I knew it's going to be too expensive for me to buy. The mud for, the color, for the color scheme, people were just really? crushing it I for saw, the color I saw scheme. some red and I saw some blue. Mm-hmm. For the white. For the, oh, the white one? Okay. People were taking their computer monitors and putting loose leaf paper on the outside of it being like, look, I got the PS5. And like, they were just destroying <laughs> it. <laughs> they yeah. were destroying it. Oh, the girl, nice. like the one girl from Farscape, I'm sorry, Chris, the girl oh, from Farscape go. with the bald head. Like she's got this outfit on, it looks perfect like a PS5. I saw that meme go around, and <laughs> like I said, people were just breaking it through the coals. Yeah, 
I mean, what it comes down to it is just like the exclusives that they have with it. I mean, it's an interesting design. Like you said, they got two versions, a digital only, so no disc, and then you got the disc. I'm I'm a physical kind of guy. I'm a disc. You know, in that sense. I'm physical with, you know, I like him Nate oh, yeah. at that point, you know. Physical too, just to ask my wife. <laughs> we grew up with a Nintendo. We grew up with a Nintendo where you had to like blow in the cartridge for it to work. Right. Uh, <laughs> through, through your shirt, remember? Had to put your shirt around. Yeah, whoever taught us that, that actually was, that actually worked. Do we just do that naturally? No one taught us. I, no, because yeah, you did um, it for the first time. No, and then you, you go like, to oh. your friend's house and you see your friend do it and you go, well, shit, right. I'm going to try that at home. That's and then exactly one of your other friends would come and it just, yep. it was just a chain reaction that went around the world. You know the best part about the Nintendo was pushing the game in and then sticking it down where it snapped oh, in place. Yeah. Like, That's what she said. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so satisfying. That uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the PS5, even though I know I won't have one for at least another 18 yeah. months. Well, like I said, I'll wait for the release, bugs to come out. First release. Right. Well, it's not even a matter of that for me. It's it's going to cost like $750 when it first comes out. I'm not sure the price, just making something uh, up. And in, in 18 months after that, it'll cost like 300. Thanks to Mr. Big Manager over there, though. I mean, come on. We know you got them <laughs> yeah. deep pockets, Greg. Oh, yeah. Greg got them deep pockets. You got Black well, Friday, you got that... Christmas, and you got after Christmas, and Cyber <laughs> Monday, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, that's the thing. Neither one of them have announced their prices yet because they're waiting for the one to blink oh. at that point. Yeah, yeah. they're scared. And I, <laughs> exactly. And I they're scared. I don't. I don't foresee it being that high, Greg. I, I foresee it between a, a, a between a four and nine. Four ninety nine oh, and a five ninety nine, so okay. They're gonna. They always. They come at a loss. They don't. None of them have ever sold it at a profit. They can't. They can't do it. It's there's too much technology in there to ever sell for what it should cost. Hmm. You don't want to price yourself out. Yeah. Like like the song okay. says, I got five on it. Okay, because that's what <laughs> I'm thinking. That cheap right one's gonna go for. <laughs> They just put five dollars a week down for the next. Go to layaway, Greg. Go to layaway. Save your allowance. No, no joke. Is that, that is that is what Microsoft is doing with their their consoles now. They're making it like an iPhone. Like if you bought a One X now, mm-hmm. if you pay it off to a certain extent, you will get you'll it's basically. It's like leasing get, a game, just like yeah. with a car, you can lease it. Yeah, That's you basically crazy. lease it, and you guarantee yourself the next, if you make X amount of payments, you will then upgrade at no additional cost to the next one. You just kind That's of like... Genius. No, it's, Apple, it's That's genius. That's what Apple does. I'm, it's a racket. Apple's got me. Apple's got me for that. <laughs> that is all genius. To, all I have to do is pay a year up. At that point, all I do is pay a year, and I can just trade in my phone for the next one every year. This son of a mm. bitch. Gotcha. So, I, PlayStation hasn't said anything about that, but that's basically what Microsoft is doing now to, in okay. order to lock people into their ecosystem. Okay. Uh, well, um, enough about games. Nathan, you had something you wanted to point out? The Wonder news? Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, no, I don't... Wonder Woman got pushed back again, this time to October 2nd. And, you know, just just around October time for October 2nd will be the, the time when the... Uh, quote, second wave of coronavirus breaks out and everything will be shut down again and then they'll push that shit. Come on, it's been done for like two years. Just put this shit on your streaming service already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think eventually I they're going to... I think that might be the direction they go if it gets pushed back any, any farther. Oh, yeah. And HBO you know? Max, how about we get our fucking shit together and get on the Roku app and the Amazon Fire Stick? Because that's a little ridiculous. I still don't have you on my Roku and all that, like... Come on, chop, chop. Can, Let's get this shit together. I can get it on your fire stick. 
I don't have Give me a Fire Stick. Show. I want it on my Roku box. <laughs> I mean, I know Travis, right? If he wasn't dealing with a maple syrup emergency, he'd be on here being like, at least you could get it in America. And there's always the, uh, the DC universe, but another yeah. thing Travis can't right. get. Yeah. Right. A two for two. Yeah, you're picking on Travis like crazy when he's not here. I Let love me. Travis. I hope, <laughs> I hope when he listens to this, I hope when he listens to this, he's going to tell me. No, he's, what? he's going to tell me. I'm going to quote, give you a wedgie because he always tells me I give you a wedgie and a noogie, <laughs> which is the most is the most Canadian shit I've ever heard in my life. It makes me laugh every time he says it. Can you imagine threatening somebody with that? I'm going to give you the worst uh, wedgie ever. I love you, Travis, and you know it. Too. About the nineties. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Uh, well, is there anything you kind of want to say about? The, I mean, there's not really a lot of news. Wonder Woman just got pushed back. Well, they're kind of, they're kind of. St- you're starting to see more and more images. Which, why the just release an image of Cheetah? Because now we're seeing it on like these drawings and these art designs and cups and like little background packages. We know what she's gonna look like. Just oh, release a high res picture. Really, I haven't seen any of that stuff, but I haven't been looking mm. for it. So yeah, the pop's definitely out there. Yeah, yeah, and I, well, and I haven't, I haven't been searching either, but I've just been seeing like. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, little posters, kind of stuff in the background and stuff where they're not, and people are zooming in on it. You get to see, like, just release a clear picture already. Like, let's just mm-hmm. get her out there. Or, or, I mean, shit, we got to wait again. Let's get a, can we get a 20-second trailer or something and yes, just show her, please. like, eyes? Or can we hear her growl? Or, like, let's just hear, you know, like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, just, no, just something so people, people just lose let, their let shit. Let her be a, no, let her, let her be just, let it be a surprise. Let it be a... That was my prediction with the, whatever the final trailer was because we got our we got our teaser then we got our kind of our Diana and yes. you know, Steve moment and then yes. the third one would have to be my prediction was it would have to be a little more Minerva focused cheetah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it would be, but uh, and I would love what I would love though is just like you don't see her full getup. Like, don't pull a doomsday and screw that up and just show, show everything. Show like something. her show, show us like the shadow or show us like the eyes, just like in the growl. Like, like show, me the, show me the tail whipping a fly away from her or something. You know, yeah. like let's be let's be realistic here. Just you know, and just come on. Yeah, I guess yeah, I just, I just want to really be good. surprised. I want to be surprised. Man, speaking of this one, it makes me kind of, it just makes me think of that first movie, man. And that that first movie is great all the way up to the third act. And even that third, even though it falls apart, it's still good. I just meant with like the weird floaty throw shit when it could have been like Wonder Woman karate kicking the shit out of people and still having love win. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it was a mistake to have the old guy be uh, Ares at the end. She, he should have transformed into like some jack dude and tried to punch Wonder Woman. She could have just like ripped his face off. And just to think, WB executives were not a fan of the trench sequence. Oh my god, that was the wrong executives. Yeah, mm-hmm. No Man's Land was like the like that was the definitive moment of that movie. That is when she becomes Wonder Woman. Yep. Hey, she, one of my yeah, when she climbs that ladder, I'm mm-hmm. me as a Wonder Woman fan throughout mm-hmm. since I was dude. I cried. I'm just I like, believe it. it. I was I've so heard, overwhelmed. I was just so overwhelmed because I was just this is what that's your moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can you can sit watching costume all you want to, but to see her come the, the face and just right here, and that's what she was made for. That's what she was there for. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that was super well, empowering. One of my other <laughs> one of my other favorite scenes in that movie is where Steve remembers the shield trick again to get her into the top of that bell tower, and he gets to those guys. And he says, "Just trust me." And he's Diana Shields. She just looks overseas and instantly knows and goes, "Man." The first two acts of that movie are great. And like I said, even though the third was like the message in the end of it, you know, like I can save today, but you can save the world or what, you know, whatever, the future or whatever. And like the message is great, but that, that, why couldn't we like get the old guy? We don't need to see him floating around throwing shit. Stop it. So I mean, you and you know. and Katie have the exact opposite opinions about Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. Why? You know? Well, just what, because she, y'all, she loves the, the y'all don't like the third act. No, she, she hates the third act of Man of Steel. Oh, I think, yeah. I think that's your big thing. It's that's not true. like I meant third man of steel. You don't like third yeah. of Wonder Woman. There you go. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, the, everything else before that, though, man, the Amazons, the island, like, I'm ready to see more. Oh, of this shit. Like, that I hope. gorgeous. Oh, man, mm-hmm. that was just, that was fantastic. That Paradise was fantastic. Island, you know? You'll be put on trial, Greg. I don't know if you'll survive that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I love those Amazons. I thought they were just awesome. You know, just warrior, warrior race, you know, just. Wow. I'm full of fucking Xenas <laughs> over there, ready to kick some ass, you know? Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, all right. Well, uh, anything else about Wonder Woman trailer? Uh, give it you to me already. Or yeah, give it to me. Seriously, yeah. I want I want to see it. Um, uh, yeah, if we, I, I, I don't know if we are going to see another one until they're more confident in the release date. I think that's why we haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They're, 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 I mean, look at but, the last Tenet one. It's coming to theaters. We don't know when, but it's, it's coming to theaters. Okay, well, at least we know right. that. <laughs> well, I mean, that you yeah, said that's they, just, they, just pushed, they just pushed Tenet back again, too. Yeah. Just two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I think we're just biding time. Well, Nathan, <laughs> when did you too. say they pushed Wonder Woman back to? October now? October yeah, 2nd. So, I mean, if it's pushed back to October, I wouldn't expect to see a, any kind of next trailer for it until September. Like they're not they're not gonna do they're not gonna put it out more than a month before the movie comes out, I wouldn't think. Not a final trailer, but I don't know. Actually, uh, I'm sure there's stuff leaked there's, online. Well while we're on a tangent, I think there's a trailer uh, rumored or expected in July for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I've been i I've been seeing a lot of, it's like July twenty fifth or twenty sixth, like they're what? not sure, but I've been seeing 20, this with the thing and like Yeah, twenty sixth and twenty seventh they're supposed to be something. Yeah. Just don't know yeah. what the tra- first trailer's coming next month. Suppose that's the that's the big rumor. Okay. like, or maybe not full trailer, but maybe thirty seconds or new footage compared to the first trailer we saw. You know, the one we know is his. That, that thirty seconds. Us, that giving us forty eight hours straight on the set of making. Yes. Yes. <laughs> forty eight hours oh. on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, hey. October. Hopefully, it won't get pushed back again. Wonder Woman. We want to see it. So, um, before we get into the shows, we got two shows to cover tonight. Let's sure. answer our show question. Mm-hmm. Our homeboy JRB asked us a question. I put feelers out there just about every week. So, if you're ever interested in asking a question, hit us up. We like to answer a lot of questions. JRB hit us up this week, and he wants all of us to give a 30 second summary of what the Man of Steel sequel would, what your Man of Steel sequel would or should look like. And I've got to grab another beer. Chris, you just got oh, on, so... Yeah, don't give it to me. Don't give it don't to you? To, no, I barely Nathan, thought about it. you're my man of steel. You're my man of steel guy. You just got on. I'll be right back. i got to grab another beer. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still kind of flying from the seat of my ass here. But I guess in my perfect world, it would pick up after Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
Um, it would be, I like I said, I like my, I like my Superman with a little bit of an edge, which is why I'm a fan of the new 52. Like, he would still, he wouldn't be green anymore. He'd be closer to the Superman we know, but he'd still be, you know, a little, a little bit. But anyway, and it would be, it would be Brainiac. But Brainiac, while collecting specimens and taking, you know, all this stuff, uh, kind of like Superman the Animated Series where when Clark breaks the ship, a Brainiac and takes all the animals back and stuff. But, like, I want him to go in there and uh, when he gets caught, get trapped with Lobo. And they first they fight and they get what they then they have to work together to escape. And, you know, Clark and or Superman is getting all the species. But that would be my ideal is that somehow Brainiac comes. Maybe he takes Metropolis, you know, shrinks it down or is about to. And he, he takes Superman, and while while he's Superman's in there, and some Red Sun, you know, whole, lo and behold, he looks over and sees another, you know, last of it or fuck, uh, but they're kind, and sees Lobo over there, and uh, we get this buddy cop kind of team up, but you know, and like then you go to Brainiac, the big bad, and just hammer down mayhem and destruction on that ship. That's my thirty second kind of ideal, and like I mean, I, there'd still be time for Lois and to lo, you know, to further develop uh, Lois and Clark's relationship and. Martha and Perry stuff, but my idea would be it would start out on Earth, and maybe he's, you know, maybe he's rescuing cats from trees or whatever the hell people want to see, and then, you know, Brainiac comes and just starts releasing devastation, and, uh, you know, Clark, Clark and Lobo have shenanigans, and they take down uh, Brainiac. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. I'm doing, doing a uh, podcast tomorrow night, Friday, so it's tomorrow night, looking at what would be our Snyder verse like set of movies. So I've been trying to think about it. Man of Steel would be whatever we're calling it, Man of Steel Two, Man of Steel sure. Three, whatever we're calling it. Whatever the next Man of Steel Superman. Is, it would the be, Superman. Whatever it is, it is right now my lead in to Justice League Two. Mm-hmm. It is my, my lead in to it. And I also mm-hmm. had written down off to the side Brainiac. What would Brainiac be involved in? You know, like you said, Nathan, he's a collector but he also senses the coming of uh, Darkseid. And so yes. where he comes into play would be, you know, the collections at that point, but also trying to, it's not a warning, but he knows Earth's final days are numbered, you mm-hmm. know? And so he is, he is taking away things, trying to get things, whatever it is, and also preserving, but his preservation is also destruction as well. So, so it's kind of rough, but it is my lead into Justice League Two. So. Sidebar, secondary. I think you could have a great story with Parasite and like Metallo team up, like some of his lower, low, you know, lower villains kind of teaming up, like a little, like a uh, guy. What is it in Justice League Unlimited? It's like the Society of Supervillains that hate Superman or something like that. You know, and you got Calabac and you got all them guys together, but like you could get. You know, I mean, like your lower low, get your parasite and get your metallo, get your toy man, get these, uh, get, get Roxy Rocket or Livewire or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you always, I always like the idea of that, like, how about Brainiac with Lex? You know, we're bringing Lex yes. back. And Lex has escaped. That would, that's yes. kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. I need to have a, and your lower level here could be like your intro back. You know, Superman being back, beating up. Sure. You don't have, you don't have to do that. But yeah, Brainiac teaming up with Lex. And trying to do that since Lex knows what's coming. And so Lex trying to use Brainiac for his own things where Brainiac thinks he's using Lex. Mm-hmm. 
Greg, I brought up uh, Superman, Brainiac, and Lobo, and shenanigans would ensue. That's okay. my quick summary. <laughs> good, good Sarah, go okay. ahead. Hmm, I don't think I can go after you guys. <laughs> oh, you can. I think my, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I'd probably want to see more Lex. Um, like, and, you know, I agree with a lot of, you know, the guys, you know, Brainiac and even like some, like some of the lower levels, but I, I think I would want it to more, I don't know, I, I just want to see more of what Lex, what Lex could do. And like you're saying, if he's coming after Justice League, you know, hopefully you got the dark side. He's already there, and then well, just kind of bring in all the together. other. Yeah, exactly. So I think that would. So I'm just kind of following that. you guys. <laughs> yeah, what exactly. About, what I'm about, just kind of following well, you guys. I got what about one. Superman taking on the Legion of Doom by himself? Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a story I, like that? Where like, like, I, uh, like you have to introduce Legion? a lot of characters. Then I, well, I, he was starting to a death, that Deathstroke scene at the end. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that no, no. Deathstroke at the end of, yeah. of Snyder's. Yeah. But they're not going to continue that vision. I don't think. Well, in, well, in, this up, in our world, vision, it could. In the <laughs> continuation of Snyder, can continue his vision at that point. But I've, I've got a way to bring the injustice. I have really thought about that, Nathan, of doing the. I just, it seems too many different villains. Not saying Superman mm-hmm. can't do it. I just don't think that it would be too much at once without having other people behind him. He but just I goes do. in there, starts snapping necks. F these motherfuckers. <laughs> crack, crack, just yeah. cracking necks. <laughs> As he did say, <laughs> if I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll, so... I'll, have to t- I'll have to tell you off, Mike, what where I want to bring in the injustice, and you might actually lose your mind over it. Oh, I'm su- dude, I'm sure with I your knowledge, lose my mind. it's probably correct. Okay. It's something that hasn't been done, but at the timing, it they would be brought in after. Justice to League. burst the crime syndicate after justice league 2 the plan was it's going to make it even more interesting okay mm-hmm. i'm definitely want to hear that plan yeah, we'll, becomes we'll, the talk new Batman. we'll talk after mike so okay Good deal. <laughs> um well for me like as you know i've never been a big superman guy i didn't read a lot of superman comics i didn't watch superman the animated series man of steel was my first real love for superman uh and the new 52 i like the new 52 superman too sure um, so, so in my mind, that's the way Superman should be. I love the fact that we are, looks like we're going to get Cavill back as Superman, which is awesome. But being on superhero discussions, which by the way, drops on Friday, uh, Friday mornings on the geek ultimate Alliance, which we're all part of, which is fantastic. Of shows. Check it out. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. Um, mm-hmm. we've been, we've been covering Superman, the animated series. So I've gotten a little more experience, you know, learning some of Superman stuff. And one character that I think would be a really great character to have in a Superman sequel would you definitely got to have Lex in the background? I think Lex should always be in the background, or maybe the main villain uh, in any Superman sure. movie. He should just be sure. there. Bring in Metello. Metello, hell yeah! yeah. Like, like, I just brought that. I said that a little bit. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not no, sure. No, how, good. Yeah, I'm not good. sure of the origin in in the comics how accurate it is, but in the show he was created by Lex, which is a cool way to do it. Go with run with something like that. Have Lex create Chris, something he thinks Chris, can defeat. Isn't he Superman. almost always created by Lex? I'm not sure. Almost I mean, always. Corbin, I think James Corbin. James Corbin. Yeah, yeah. John Corbin. John, John Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, no, I mean it. In most of the iterations I know, yes. In, in, in the in the original one, now in other iterations, you know, afterwards, it's it depends. But yeah, okay. always the first one seems to be done by Lex. 
Well, and just have Lex kind of have that thing. Like he he built Doomsday to try to defeat Superman, didn't work. Now he's going to defeat. He's going to build what his version of Superman in like a Metallo, which he thinks can <laughs> beat Superman. Maybe that won't work. And then right. after that, he's like, okay, you know what? I've got to build a team Guys. to build Superman. And then you work toward building idea. that team. I got good. good idea. Pause, 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 pause. While you're saying, while you're building stuff, uh, I think it would be prudent and fascinating if Lex would get his hands on the armor that Zod wore and build his exosuit out of the fucking Kryptonian armor. Because the way Jor-El puts that on in the beginning, when the beginning of the Krypton scene where he's suiting up and it like comes down and locks in, I could see Lex building an exosuit out of that. Sorry. Go ahead. Unpause. I just thought that'd be a cool idea. Think about it like this: you could do it almost, uh, almost like a Thanos type deal, where, like I said, he 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 built Doomsday, didn't work. He builds Metallo, doesn't work. And then he's like, you know what? I'll do it myself. And he builds his own <laughs> suit, and, and, and then he makes a team, and he runs with that. Like that could be a cool, cool. And then uh, Darkseid comes in and bitch slaps him, and he says, yeah. "You're nothing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these he are doesn't even have the grace seconds. to do it. He just Something. flicks him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said. Uh, I think you could go a lot of different places with it, especially me now watching Superman the Animated Series and getting a lot more into uh, his story. Just wait till you get into that third season. I mean, season two is good, too. The first season, it's good, but, like, that third season, really. Okay. That final well, arc, I'm not going to say anything, but the, but the final arc to close out is just like, woo! Okay. That, is a, that is a great ending of that series. Who, who would have thought you'd care that much about Dan Turpin? <laughs> Greg's never seen it, but you're right. No, he's just a great character at that point. Just like, no, he's, he's an a, he's an asshole in the beginning, and then you turn out to like really like him by the end. You know what he I mean? Makes, he's in the first, remember in season one? He makes a yeah. turn that you never thought he'd make. Exactly. Because in season one, you're like, I hate this cop. He's just a dick. And then by the end of it, you're like, I really like Dan. Come on. <laughs> well, looking forward to learning about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so JRB, I think that's that's about... That answers the question. I hope uh, it was supposed to be a thirty-second summary from each of us, sure. but I think we've been talking for like thirteen minutes or something like that. So, yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. We wanted yeah. to put more content on it anyway. So we have a lot right. of thoughts about it. It's a great question. Great question. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Well, we got two more things to cover. We got two shows to talk about. Y'all want to do Star Girl first, or y'all want to do Mandalorian the documentary series first? Mando. Mando. Okay. Mando. Let's do it. I I, I think. Stargirl's the better one this week, but that's okay. <laughs> let's do it then. Let's let's yeah. start with Mando. Uh, Go ahead. This week's episodes were much much shorter than uh, than they have been. I think the one was eighteen minutes. One was twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't I don't really understand what why that was because most of them are between what about thirty five minutes to forty minutes. It just depends on the content they have available on the subject. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like with the two topics they went with this week, they, they had a lot of content available on it. Because me personally, the the score episode, mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. it. As, I didn't think I was going to. Like, I was going to turn around like, okay, I'm going to watch this. You know, it's, it's going to be good because I like the show. But I really enjoyed the score episode a lot more than I thought I would. Like, it's crazy to see how they put those things together. And I know I'm kind of going backwards because score was after <laughs> the second episode yeah. of the two. But, I mean, you know, we can do whatever we want to here. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but I love the square episode. I love looking at how this stuff is made. I loved that it's basically one guy creating all this. And I know that, you know, there's always a composer like John Williams was the one guy creating everything. But it's cool to see that happening as it goes. And I like how they wanted to pay an homage to Star Wars, but they didn't want it to be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And and they did a great job of that because the the music is but fantastic. They to be within universe though, right? 
Right. They wanted you to feel feel like you're in a Star Wars movie, but not in a Star Wars movie, which if that makes any sense. But it kind of does if you think about it, you know? Sure. Anybody else? I like the idea. I, I really liked it. Ludwig. No, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> Who made Recorders awesome? How does how that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I well, thought that was kind of crazy playing a recorder. Yeah, well, just like the way he was inventing and coming up and like his... That Ludwig Gorenson of like uh, the stuff he was kind of his inspirations and like the stuff Fabro was telling him and just kind of like when he would see stuff like I just you know what I mean like you said and he made it fit within the Star Wars universe but he still made it feel like like a western within the Star Wars universe and then at times like he would make it feel like this it's I it, great job like a really great job good ear did they say one time in the show what his name was Ludwig Gorenson. Yeah, yeah I mean, at the very I, beginning. Okay, I so I found that out, but like mm-hmm. I noticed that throughout the show, whenever it'd have like him with somebody else, like a couple of people, he's talking with Filoni, he's talking with uh, Favreau and everything. And, like it would go to Favreau and it would show his name and his title underneath it, and then go to Filoni and show his name, his title underneath it. But then it would go to uh, uh, Ludwig and it wouldn't show anything. And I was like, hmm, I had to look it up after the show because I don't remember seeing it. But I guess I just missed it in the. It beginning. was at the very beginning, like. Um, well, like, you didn't catch it because after after that they just started putting in parentheses Lud Dog on there and that yeah. needed to with that. This must have flew under your radar, you know, just Lud Dog coming across there. Yeah, how, yeah, how about, I definitely how about Ryan Coogler giving him so much props, you know. Yeah, like, they yeah, they went to school together or yeah. Mm-hmm. They were Yeah, they were they were yeah, yeah, like what at USC? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty yeah. awesome roommate. Yeah, well, he's the one yeah. that did the Black Panther score, and if you kind of think about listening to Mandalorian and the Black Panthers kind of score together, you can kind of you can definitely tell the like the the style, like a lot of that like kind of do 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 do, and that you know like Mandalorian the 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 whistle kind of shit. I, I I can hear it like and when they're pulling into the into Wakanda and shit, I can hear a lot of not similarities, but you can tell mm-hmm. it's the same stylish. Yeah, that, well, that makes any sense. It's a lot of great mixture. I mean, he even said whenever he was doing it, like he was trying to mix the old with the new, and he would have what he designed as, as main sounds to play in the background of an orchestra. And when you put those two together, it's just <laughs> it sounds awesome. And I and you know what was cool too is when they were they were showing the uh, the, the first day, day one of the orchestra being there. And I guess when these or- the people in the orchestra took the job, they didn't know what they were doing. Because Favreau announced you're going to be part of the first live-action Star Wars series, and you could see the faces and the people that were there. They absolutely loved it. Like, how mm-hmm. cool would that be to take a random job where you don't know where to, what, what you're really going to be doing and then find out you're making Star Wars? Something yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. I'd need to change my <laughs> pants. Yeah, I would and lose then my then I'd, get, <laughs> I'd, I'd stop hysterically crying. Right. Hysterically I just felt how organic it was. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved how organic it was because he basically said, you know, the sounds I'm making, you have to use instruments. You can't use this a computer because it's not going to give you back the feedback that you're looking for. Well, they wanted that human element, they said. Yes, absolutely. This is not the sound you're looking for. <laughs> no. It was, it was great. I mean, yeah. literally, like, it's just interesting this, them filming him just creating the different sounds. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, I'm, I'm sure that's all composers and and do that but it's just nice it was just really cool to see like how many different ways of sounding that i've never heard that kind of sound before done in Mm -hmm. that way playing on guitar and the recorder it was so cool piano in there too yeah Mm -hmm. how he replicated that and made it have its own personality i mean Mm -hmm. that's what 
I mean, he's right. What he said, like the music tells the story. And mm-hmm. so, and that's why I'm a huge soundtrack lover in that sense. It's because there's so many times, like some of my favorite soundtracks, I can literally dictate the movie. Like the movie is mm-hmm. spinning in my head at certain mm-hmm. points because they do it so well. Man of Steel and BBS are like two that I can think, like when I hear the songs, I can picture the scenes instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. Instantly in my head. You know what I mean? Like I could watch the movie by following the soundtrack in my mind. Yeah, and that's what he did with this too. Was he made it like they said they had a main theme he wanted to go with, but every episode had to be different because you're going to different planets, you're meeting different characters. And when I right. hear the music he's playing, I, it's just like what you're saying, Nathan. I can see that scene like when I hear the, dun, dun, you know, like I think oh, okay, something big. He, he even talked about it while he's doing. It. He's like, you, you can, re- you know, you feel it. Something big's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he he did a great great job. And I was and in those quiet moments, it was just kind of like little. Like those little, mm-hmm. almost like the western whistles and ping the stuff mm-hmm. in the quiet moments. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. Dude, was... when every time, every time you hear the music, you just expect a goddamn tumbleweed to blow by him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just expect it just a just goes a tumbleweed. Yeah, they didn't have tumbleweeds a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, maybe sure they, they did. did. You know, maybe sure they, they were did. tumble aliens. You oh, don't know. Does. There you go. <laughs> Living creatures. But yeah, I, I love the score episode, and it's one of those things where he told he he you saw how devoted he was to it. He said when he got the job that he, after he initially found out he was going to do it, he went into and locked himself away with no electronics, no computers or anything, no kind of digital sound or synthesizer or anything like that, and just kind of locked himself away with the instruments for a month. He said, and and came up with stuff and then brought it to them, and then you get to see the scene where he shows it to them for the first time and. It, it's amazing, man. He did a great job. He's very talented. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's the score episode. And like I said, we did kind of this backwards because the one before that that was even shorter was 18 minutes yeah. long was The Process, which was another really cool episode. I'm loving this series. It's so cool to see how they bring things together. I didn't think that, like, it, it feels like to me to, to, to write the story, then to draw it, then to do it digitally, like completely digitally where you could watch a version of that and probably be satisfied mm-hmm. with how it looks. And then film it out. It seems like overkill, doesn't it? It seems like it's a it, lot of work to be able to get to that point. It does, but it's so cool mm-hmm. that they just brought like the directors just had something to reference so much, and they had in- influence on it that they didn't have too much to question. They could just now finally see it come to life. Like mm-hmm. there was no question. There was like they got to dictate what that was when they animated it, but. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I've never heard of someone too. someone doing it like that. And and yeah, you're right. It does take a lot of time. Like you said, it seems like doing things in triplicate, but it's almost like how much they cared about what they were going to produce. They wanted to be sure and, mm-hmm. and see if everything flowed. Well, they, they even mentioned what you're talking about, about them caring about it too in the show, because they, you know, they brought up the fact that now when you have somebody doing something like this and they're in a stormtrooper outfit, they come in and you're a stormtrooper and you want to do your best job because you're a stormtrooper and everybody loves Star Wars. But when George Lucas first came out with this, it looked funny and it was harder to get people to be more into it and just try to do their best because you don't know if this is going to work and you don't know how popular this is going to be. So it just gives you an idea of how challenging, even more challenging the job was for George Lucas to create this world. You know, where now it's so much easier because people automatically go into stuff with Star Wars assuming they're going to like it. And nine times out of ten, they do. So it, it's one of those things you just you, you you don't feel like you're going in for something you're not going to like. So it's much easier to relax and do your role a little better. You know, you're not worried about a failure. So yeah, 
Shut your mouth and know your role, jabroni. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head when you said that, but that's exactly what flew through my head. I just had a flash of the rock. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not that big, dude. Come on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love the process. It, it's cool to see how these things work. I feel like the process was uh, kind of more of a continuation to like a practical episode mm-hmm. because it's kind of the same type of thing. It's it's how they're doing what they're doing. And maybe that's why it was so short. You know? Well, I'm hoping what? one of the next episodes, because I, I was watching this with my husband with the score, and he was like, man, the sound design. I can't wait to hear. I'm like, isn't that about? He said, no, it's something totally different. So maybe the next one, next one or two, maybe it will be the sound design. So yeah. that'll be then Maybe. that might be a, that'll be a continuation of the score because the score is just the music itself. The sound design is, you know, more of the creation of how the the I'm blaster assuming, sounds. The well, see, this is more ship, on his everything. end. So yeah, exactly. Pew, pew, right? Pew pew. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, so, the the ship taking off, the sound of the motors of the you know, motors on mm-hmm. the speeders coming to it's life. It's just how the, sound, the sound works within the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe okay. that'll be one of the next episodes. So I'm kind of well, looking forward to that too. Is it eight or ten episodes? Or twelve? Mm. Am I wrong? Does anybody know? God, don't have I didn't realize it was going to be this long. Be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just wondering because we're on episode seven right now with the score, so I'm just I I, I don't know how long. Mm, I should probably look that up while we're sitting here talking about. I it. like I how, how uh, I like how Rick family you had talked about how it was like nice to actually have money but in budget backing because he's used <laughs> to having these like little independent yeah. films and like it was a real learning experience for him. And man, like his episode where like it's going through the ship and he's basically like Batman Mando and taking down those guys was the shit, man. I really think that he should, uh, they should invest in him into a a series or let him go in the movies or something. Cause he's got a, like I said, I really liked that. Like you said on that prison ship where he like goes off Batman and takes all of them out. Well, didn't they say something about him? His background is the action or Seems like said no, something that along was Deborah Chow. Deborah oh. Chow was like the. Seems like there was something for Rick. They said that he actually had. Kicking. Yeah, they actually gave him full whatever to do his thing, and I can't remember exactly yeah. which one it was. So there are eight episodes, which means next week is the last shit, last one. <gasps> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just read that and I was like, oh no, that kind of sucks. I could I probably watch this. Every- <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but it's okay because I know that after they do this, they're going to dive more into all kinds of different shows. I'm sure that they're going to do it for all the Marvel shows. That's you know, anything. Do- yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. Wouldn't it be cool if they did it for the Marvel movies? Like, I mean, some of them are kind of old. I guess you can't do it. Much well, you could now. always do kind of a round table in the sense of how the universe mm-hmm. came together in that sense. Yeah, yeah that eh. that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well. I got nothing else about the Mando doc. I mean, it, it, it's like I said, these were two short episodes this week. They're awesome to watch. If you're not keeping up with this series and you love the Mandalorian, check it out. It, it's awesome to see how these things were created. And the geniuses that go behind it, the brains that go behind it are insane. I love so, the title absolutely. of the next one. It's called Connections. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Where'd you see that at? It to the bigger universe. I, just, I looked it up. Uh, probably one of the other links that Fandom had, had like all the episode titles in this one. Okay. All Connections. So the final episode is called Connections. Okay, well, I guess we're not going to get that sound production episode. I, guess not. I mean, can't have it all. Can't that's have right. It all. That's right. We should write them and let them know. We... I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. How about this? I'm. I'm boycotting it. I don't get this. I'm boycotting it. Oh, I can't. Whatever. It. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Sign the petition. 
Change.org. I'm doing it. I think I can. I, I think I can get over that. I think right. we're good on that. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the last topic then, y'all. Let's go ahead and talk some Star Girl, uh, episode four, the Wildcat. Me we and three huh? We talked about three already or no? Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about three on this podcast. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm confusing different podcasts. I know me and <laughs> me, me, me and uh, Travis talked about it on uh dc alliance uh but we can talk about episode three it's fine i, I um i remember enough of it in fact, I, i've got it written down just not Basically. in this uh, section yeah so go ahead chris let's go on with episode three then what a bastard oh my gosh what it i mean katie had hinted that just wait mm. till episode three she really did said it, it's it, it's a game to drew i mean yeah. what a lesson for courtney to go through it's just like you know really puts everything kind of in perspective for her of just these guys play for keeps this isn't your happy-go-lucky sunday afternoon everyone's gonna come out the the villains are gonna play for keeps and man high school not tolerating magicians you know he did he did that on purpose took out his kid and then took out him to send send a message i mean i didn't see that coming well, uh, I only I only saw it coming when like I, you know, his son was in the moment. Saw it coming. Yeah, in the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, me and me and Travis talked about that because they they leave it kind of open, but they suggest to it. I mean, you obviously find out later in it in the later episodes, mm-hmm. but they they kind of leave it open of whether you know he did it or not towards the end. But then you find out towards the end that he, that he was the reason it happened. I mean, he he oh, just just meaning just meaning he blew the card that made Joey walk into the uh, thing and. And get hit yeah, by a car and a real c word yeah for them to take that step uh by their third episode what was a big deal because it's 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 uh you know you're learning things it's, they're making her learn that there are repercussions to your actions the hard way the hard way well right from the beginning you know and it's, it's, i kind of looked at it like uh because when she comes in she's she has this naivety about her you know like the good versus evil there's it's black and white there's no gray it's you know, we're going to go in here, we're going to do this. And it's kind of like that naive bravado. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it, it takes a moment like that for you to realize, hey, this is real deal stuff we're talking about here. You know, this is not, you know, like so-called the movies where, you know, there's going to be always a happy ending. So I think that kind Your of brings her. Not going to come out and monologue to you and tell yeah. them the whole plan, and then be like, ah, exactly. I got away with it. It wasn't for these damn kids, man." <laughs> you know? Exactly. And Plus unfortunately, that. you know, Plus for her and her, super, yeah. and, and for her superhero journey, you know, because when she finds out, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to be Star Girl." Okay, I'm just we're just going to take them all out. We're just going to do that. You've got to have that one defining moment where you realize, okay, yeah, this is not a game. This all is right. not. Well, you know, where the good I always... I don't think she's had quite the defining moment that it's not a game, well, but she's well, definitely true, working but towards it. A- absolutely. I mean, you always have those steps, but and I, I just think that's probably step one. And because that's what yes. Pat had been trying to that's tell her. Exactly. Pat's been trying to say it. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, you know, if you're a young kid and you think, okay, well, I have these superpowers well, and I have the staff and I can go do whatever and take out teenager, the bad guy. When you're, you're a teenager, you think you're untouchable. You think you're yeah. untouchable until someone touches you. Put a cosmic mm-hmm. staff on top of that. You're going to think you are Superman reincarnated. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, I mean, no matter how horrible the scene was, because I couldn't imagine as a parent dealing with that, you know, things like that happen. 
I mean, unfortunately, crazy. things like that happen. And I'm telling you right now, the next episode with Wildcat, she she learned, but she hasn't learned. She she's yeah. right. They she need jumps. A, she, she, she she's right. She needs a team, mm-hmm. but she can't do it by herself. Of high school are, kids. This and, isn't that goddamn Power Rangers. And I'm waiting for it because I know one of the other episodes is gonna is gonna do. They need someone to guide them, and I'm sorry, Pat. Pat's trying, but he is—he does not have the authority that they need uh-uh. to say you all need to stop, and you aren't ready for this, and you need to be trained because they're going at this half cocked, and it's and it's gonna and it's already blew up wow. in her face once. It's gonna blow up in their face again. Just because you're wearing the costume doesn't make you the hero. I mean, it's there's a lot more. Eventually, Alpha Five's gonna contact Zordon and set these teenagers straight with their attitudes. Okay, Mm, but maybe until then, (laughs) he knows how to do it. Until then, (laughs) well, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. The thing about the Joey thing is, I think what where where it affects her the most on this is because the the whole tone of her in the first three episodes, or whole theme of her in the first three episodes, that she's at the school and she can't. Find any friends she can't get along with anybody, and this is actually the first person that she not only has, even if it was for a brief moment, had a second to get along with, but she defended and stood up for because he didn't yeah. do that. He didn't do that trick right. It, it wasn't. It didn't work. But in order to save, but she him, knew he would have got ridiculed. Yeah. Exactly. In order to save him, she lied about it, which you know, okay, she because told it to make him feel. Can be see you next Tuesdays. That's exactly right. Yeah. But that's you know, what makes that so much, right? <laughs> But that's what makes that death so much more uh, um, hurtful for her because it's somebody that she, the only person she's tried to save as Courtney, and yeah, she, she couldn't save right. her, star, couldn't save right. Star Girl, you know. Mm-hmm. So true that it, it was. It was. It's. It's been a great show, man. Um, really good mm-hmm. episode. I'm trying to think. What? Oh yeah. How about uh, I'm trying to think of her name? Uh, what was? Oh, what was the? Huh? Yo. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's the next episode. I'm trying to think of the wife's name for uh, the wizard. Uh, Brenda, was that her name? No, Denise. Denise was her name. How do you feel for Denise losing your son and your and your husband in the same day? And what happened to her? I don't ever, I don't ever want to imagine losing my wife and child in the same day. Ever, ever, never. At all, never but in the same day. It. Oh my gosh, yes. how crazy would Mm-mm. be. Let's not be right about man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We know what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I would never, I would never recover from that. I would, I would yeah, I drink I would or something myself to death. I'd never recover. Yeah. But it was I, interesting how she would kept, you know, giving clues to Pat, like small it, pieces it, of information. Crazy. Yeah. It's, Don't yeah, trust this town. And yeah. Hey, I love, I love it. What, what we're talking about, Courtney, real quick. I love that she made a great point when Pat's like, "Let me do this. I gotta track him down." And she's like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "Turn him into law enforcement." She goes, "What if they are law enforcement?" Right. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, exactly. Damn, she's got me. She's got me. You know. Who, who watches the Watchmen type deal, right? Mm-hmm. And I know yep. you'd ask, mm-hmm. you'd ask the question on DC Alliance, Greg, from uh, in a sense of this is what this New America plan is this comic related? From my knowledge, I don't believe they. It's not their trope per se, but I've seen this trope before by reshaping society to what they want to be. It's almost like sure. an invasion of the body snatchers in the sense okay. of sure. nobody, they don't know they're the villains, but they're basically getting their own private country to do what they want by making people think, oh, you want this. Right. We, we do this mm-hmm. in the guise of this. We satisfy you. Yet we can do everything behind the scenes that we really hey, want. Who's the weird snake mask guy? What the hell was that? Oh, hold on. Before you explain that, 
I want to bring up one more point about episode three before we go to four. Okay. The very end, she gets introduced to the Hall of Justice from the JSA. She gets the lantern. She gets the pen. She gets the, the wildcat suit. She gets all that stuff. She gets to finally see all that stuff. Well, actually, she doesn't get it then because Pat takes her there to kind of try to make her realize that I've lost friends, too, to feel that way. And then she sneaks back there and gets back there and takes all that stuff. So that's the way season or episode three ended, which is a great way to do it. Because then, you know, well, I mean, you probably knew what's coming in the future anyway, but that sets up what's coming up in the future. So now go. Dr. Ido was his name. Yes, Dr. Ido. Dr. Ido. Yeah. Chris, you know way more about this than me. <laughs> she, he's definitely Center. one of the he's definitely one of the big, big Stargirl villains. Mm-hmm. Definitely has a, a <clears> lot. In, in there, I don't want to reveal too much because I don't know what they're going to take. So I'll just leave it at that. He's 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 big time with Star Girl. Well, but in this version, in this in episode four, he's Doctor Ido and another character. He's Dra- Dragon King, the Dragon, which yeah. in the comics is two different characters, correct? It's been a while, but I don't. I I'm, can't say well, I'm pretty uh, well. If if I trust T Bone, that's what he said on DC Alliance. Was that in the comics they were two different characters that they've merged together? As one for this show, which is pretty interesting. Which works. So yeah, I mean, because I, I mean, it's not a character that's super well known anyway. So I don't think anybody's really gonna you know raise a lot of hell about that. But he looked awesome. I love the eyes. I love the 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 the, the effects. I mean, he looked really really cool. He seemed nice, more. In, he's huh? definitely more reptilian. You look very closely <laughs> under those eyes. That yes, yeah. it's like the yeah. Hmm. Well, he yeah. seemed more intimidating than Icicle, and Icicle seemed to be intimidated by him. He that's what I was gonna say. He seemed like he was like a little punked out by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it was funny because the whole time he's in there basically pledging his loyalty to him, and he he brings up Shade, uh, who who didn't you know I guess, which I don't when know if they uh, killed that character, but good. Mm-hmm. When did uh, the Wildcat suit become the Black Panther suit? <laughs> uh, well, like what the fuck happened? Like seriously, like when did that? When did she become just like DC's Black Panther? Well, I mean, what Wildcat? Wasn't that the was that, a, wasn't that a guy? Yeah, Ted Grant. Yeah, but it was a guy. Yeah, so, but how about when she put it on? She's like, "Oh, this is too big. Oh, I, I can um, tailor it for yeah, you." Yeah, and, <sighs> and then it Black Panther, and now she's got okay. crazy claws, and she can do giganto flips and stuff, all because of the suit. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It's it's a it's an interesting way to do it because Ted never had that before. He was no. ama- he was amazing agility in the sense, amazing fighter. He's a boxer. Yeah. And, but Beat the brakes off you. It, it, it's, it's a new way to look at, you know, he was mo- the taking his skills and make and capitalizing what he couldn't do without it at that point. But he still wasn't a world class fighter. So, well, I'm not familiar with the uh, with the um, original content, like the literature or anything. But it isn't there a female version of it in the comics like, that yeah. looks very similar to her? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the same character name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was saying, I know I've seen. She becomes Wildcat too. Okay. I was saying, I know I've seen oh. pictures of it. I've never read any comics with her in it, so I didn't know. Uh, but and then, so, oh, get ready for this. Ted Grant has a son and actually becomes a Wildcat. He becomes Wildcat three. So that would be even cool. So we have Wildcats. Yes, we do. Not Wild Crats, but Wildcats. <laughs> Wildcats. Hey, Wildcats was a great animated series back in the late nineties. Okay, it would have rivaled X Men had it got more attention. Chris, I gotta know if you caught the Easter egg that Travis caught that he told me about. Did you catch any specific Easter eggs uh, from her brother? Uh, yeah, it's Jakeem, the one there who, you go. who will be, have you know thunder. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, that is who 
I mean, they may not, but I mean, that's a hard reference not to have. I mean, Jakeem's just so cool Thunder. when he takes over. Yeah, he is. He he's the one who takes over the pen, the 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 wizard, the pink pen. Well, you remember, you remember whenever her his brother said her brother's talking about I'm bringing Jakeem, I'm bringing a friend over for dinner, my friend Jakeem, and he says, you know, Courtney didn't have any friends. That was that Easter egg, and that's what he's talking about. So we haven't met him yet, but I'm sure. That's gonna be, you know, in the future. And uh, Travis actually pointed that to me, and that's, that's actually pretty cool. I, I didn't so know. So is that. this like, is this like the junior uh, Justice Society? Like, is that what we're getting basically? Well, is there gonna be no yes. adults? Is she gonna, gonna like? Be, like I said, is she really gonna <laughs> yeah. be the Power Rangers or like the Junior Justice Society? Like well, the next, in, well, like, the next episode the, title is Doctor Midnight and Hour Man. So yes. Oh yeah, you know you're gonna get that after the way this one ended. Yeah, that's the next. So idea. basically, uh, Stripes is going to be the den mother that nobody lets us do, trying to wrangle up the the tiny, the tiny teens and mm-hmm. trying to get in there. Well, we don't know okay. what happened to Alan, Scott, and mm-hmm. and um, Flash. Right, and I, I don't think I don't Jay? think you're... Jay. Yeah, we don't know what happened to Jay what Garrett. Their bones or... are uglies. Or we we know Alan Scott's lantern, <laughs> and it is damaged. The lantern is damaged. But it did light up. It lit up, yeah. It so we don't. Kind of. uh, that's where I'm hoping that we're going to get them as the elder statesmen because that's what they became. Ted Grant, Al, Alan Scott, and Jay Garrett became the elder statesmen that continued with the new generation of the JSAs and Jeff Johns run. They were like, they were the mainstays. Huh. Okay. What if they're just like on a nude beach in Tahiti together or something, just like laying around retired? It's always about the nipples. The I mean, just drinking, just drinking margaritas, <laughs> and you know. Well, I want to ask you this. You know, um, we don't. With um, was it Barbara now in her position? What she's doing? Um, oh gosh, who was the other guy that when she made? I think it was like what episode two? She made all those suggestions and he what shot them down. Yeah. But then when she yeah. made the suggestions when Icicle, I can't remember his like name name, but when he mm-hmm. when she made the suggestions, he's like, oh. That's great. So he so now she's on his radar. Mm-hmm. And so when he came into her office and saw, it's like, oh, is this your daughter? I'm wondering if that's going to set up one of those where they kind of befriend each other. Um, you know, where she's like, okay, this is my boss. This... <laughs> no, she's no, like, this is my, right. this, so this is my yeah. friend. You know, you, this is my boss. But then, yeah. she, you know, she may come up and Courtney about like, mom, you know, he's a bad guy. She's like. No, and then he's gonna me? twirl the mustache and <laughs> right because it's almost you know it's you you show the good but then you have the other side so I don't know if it's gonna kind of create a um some kind of agitation or whatever between you know her and her mom you know I, that's just something kind of I mean it may or may not because you always have that where the bad guys the bad guys the villains seem like they always give the good face. Mm-hmm. And it may have something to do with their plan. I don't. Well, I don't know. That was just something that kind of struck me. No, I think you're onto something because it, it may not just be Courtney. May, if Hat realizes who the mayor really is at that point, mm-hmm. they know, and they're trying to push back against like the late meetings and the things like that. And she's like, "Why are you trying to stop me from doing a good thing?" I'm getting, you know. I yeah, create that conflict to kind of because then no. you know if he knows that this is Courtney's mom, if he knows you know they're related or have that relationship, it could be some way that he could. You know, strike back at her because, you know, you get your, you know, if you want to have your mom and you create that conflict between, I mean, it's just another dot off. Are we going to talk about the Hooters, uh, you know, the pink Hooters in the room here? Because, like, uh, 
How about this whole episode of like Wildcat was like this popular chick and she was gonna be this and then she like sent out a boob picture and this evil bitch like gets it from the dude and he sends it out and like what a Cindy. What an asshole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like what an asshole. First so of all, you every guy knows if you get a boob pic, you keep that shit to yourself. Well and so you treasure that. Like I don't th- I don't think he did that. Somehow, I but don't how think, did I don't she think get he get it though? There was, uh, you know, I I asked Travis this earlier, and he said there is that one second where he's, I guess, showing his friends pictures on she his phone. Or whatever. You don't know what it is. Or something. Yeah, you don't know what it is, but she snatches his phone, and he snatches it away. She may have switched the phone out. Uh, you know, she may have that Batman phone cloning technology from BBS. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But but but, uh, but then but again, I, Greg, I, I don't think he had because you can tell he's hurt. He's upset about him doing that. He did, oh, like, yeah, definitely. But she doesn't so want to hear about. Like Morgan Freeman standing in a room watching a bunch of computer screens, like, like going <laughs> on too. Like, what are, like, what are we doing here? We're getting all this shit where they're tapping into stuff or what? Wrong Batman. <laughs> I know, I know this. I'm just we're going, we're just I mean, we're mapping all the technology together. I hear you. I hear you. But you Greg, it was funny you and um Travis talked about this on the DC Alliance too. So basically, the girls that are dressed provocatively. Are going to shame the one girl that basically is right. <laughs> the wholesome girl, but she ba- she does one thing, but yet, oh, you're the what son? They slut shamer. Sorry, <laughs> the no, you're what fine. son? No, that but, was a great yeah. spot. Get out of here. That was. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm like my kids are here, so I'm like, oop. Yeah, I can't I'm say sorry. that. Yeah, sorry to yeah. you, uh, he can't yeah. hear you guys, though. It's okay, fine. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. He can say whatever yeah. he wants. Just earmuffs. Right. But um, I thought that was pretty interesting. But then again, I'm like, what kind of high school they got going around here? Because yeah. you're the one that you're dressed provocatively, but yet you're going to sit yeah. here and shame. Uh, you and get this... a slut shame when you're a slut. Yeah, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. They but... look like little prostitutes. Things you can't call somebody slut unless you are a slut type deal. You know, maybe one of the those type things. Take one, one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, but, your glue? Like, no, no, let's kidding. let's talk about uh, real before we get into Yolanda and Courtney's relationship. Let's talk about the the whole Denise thing because I know there was there's basically three scenes with her. There's a first scene where she comes up to Pat yeah, because nice. something's wrong with her car, mm-hmm. and you can tell she is just torn up. She's distraught. Mm-hmm. She's got to go for a walk. Then there's a second scene where you see her and she has. All the stuff in the car. She has her son's magician stuff. She has the cat. And then you notice the car. And they 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 make a point to show that old Wagoneer. I know when, I, when they, they pointed that out, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to see it later. <clears throat> but it's crazy because in that scene where he she she's you can tell she's leaving town. And she's that's when she starts to reveal to Pat that this is not what it seems. Uh, you know, there's stuff, there's stuff afoot. There's stuff going on. You need to watch out. And it makes me wonder how much she really knew. Like, obviously, she knew that her husband was the wizard. Maybe she didn't know the full extent of everything about it. It makes me wonder if she knew about Project New America. Uh, but I'm not sure. But she was definitely scared for her life, and she was definitely ready to go. You know, And, and knowing all that stuff that you saw there uh, in the scene with her, with the cat and the magician, which, by the way, before I go into this part, the magician part was pretty cool because she was talking about her son. She was like, he wants to be just like his father. He wanted to be just like his father talking about the magician stuff. And Pat mm-hmm. was like, but his father was a politician. Mm-hmm. So that's that kind of inside knowledge that we have, knowing that he's the wizard. Like, oh, okay, I see that point now. So obviously his son knew that he was the wizard, too, or at least good at magic. Good at magic. Well, maybe uh, he had that wand. Well, I don't <laughs> think his son ever saw that wand, though. He yeah. had that locked away in the safe, remember? He only pulled that out whenever he got scared. But uh, it, it leads you to that point where, you know, 
Pat's in the great in the in the graveyard in the junkyard looking for parts for for Stripe, and the, he notices the cat. And like as soon as you see the cat, you're like, oh no. And then he looks up, and you kind of see his face shock, and he sees the car. And the oh, car's wow. been looks like it's been t-boned. It's smashed, but it's in the junkyard, so it's done. It's gone, and there's still all the stuff back there. So, uh, it it's crazy. So it makes me believe that she probably knew more than they let it on to believe, and and that the injustice society took care of her. Well, she was definitely spooked. You could tell that she was. She wanted to say something, but she was just like, I, I, I can't. I gotta go. I gotta go. I, I, I can't. Just makes you so, wish you could have got it out. You know. Yeah, just spit it out, lady. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, she didn't know who she was talking to. She just thought she was confiding in a friend. Or my well, yeah. you know. Plus, if she tells now, how are we going to get six more or seven more episodes in? You right. know, we got we got a slow burn and this shit. Go on, guys. <laughs> that's right. uh, yeah, that's so true. I mean, let's talk about Yolanda and Courtney's relationship, though, because it's one of those things where Courtney or Yolanda doesn't want anything to do with anybody. And she's just done, and. Courtney continually follows her, continually chases her around, asks her to you know come to dinner and everything, until she realizes that she's talking to her wrong. She says, "It's not. I've been trying to help you, but it's not a matter of me helping you. I need your help." Which is a mm-hmm. realization, you know, kind of an epiphany she had. But what do y'all think? How's that relationship between those two? Because there were certain scenes that I looked at and I was like, "Oh, it's like watching my daughter with her friends. Like it's cool. They were having fun, you know." Yeah, absolutely. I just think look. look. Well, it really broke my heart the the situation the way her parents treated her. I'm thinking, yeah, um, did. she didn't kill anybody. I mean, right. do you think? Like, get over. Well, it. I, I, it's it, it's really and and not knowing the cultural background I, that is I get a very that big I, big cultural thing. It's not as easy a, as that is. We when we are not part of that culture at that point, that is that is very much. A, a reputation that is very, very hard to get back, and that I think they portray that very well. It's it's heart wrenching because again, we're not from that. We would be different, but that it that is somewhat very true. The, but the I feel like is, that grandmother is some. There was something on her face. I'm, I might be reading into it or whatnot. I'm just. I think it was a mole. I'm pretty sure that was a mole. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I I think she wanted to defend Courtney. Is what mm-hmm. it was. Her and her brother won. But here's the thing, Chris, and what you're saying is a good point. Is that oh, it looks like our video stream stopped. Can't see video anymore. But uh, well, uh, it looks like uh, the the point is you're right. That that is a cultural thing where it, it's hard to earn that back. They they take a big deal in family shame. And me and uh, Travis talked about this too because I felt bad about feeling differently. Like oh, I, I I don't agree with that, but I don't have to agree with that. It's not my culture. I, I don't have to agree with treating your child that way. There's a difference between a, a difficult time of your child earning that trust back and what they flat out said in this show is you will never be that Courtney again. And she gave a heartfelt apology. She spoke like an adult, which by the way, do y'all know that actor is 27 years old playing a 16 year old kid? Um, she's aging very well. She's 27 <laughs> years old. Yeah. So, um, so, we're, so, we're do, so we're doing the Smallville casting at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, she looked the part great. I would never guess Oh, that. yeah. No, it's it, perfect. Yeah. But but she gave a heartfelt apology. She she gave everything that you would want. Your, like, I have two daughters. And if my daughters mm-hmm. mess up like that one day or do something to mess up, that's the kind of responsible, right. uh, like, thought I want to come from them. Because I feel like then I raised you right. You have the right mindset. And for them, as soon as that comes out, to just be like, no, basically, F off. Get out of here. 
Mm-hmm. Screw I, those I can't, pants. I'm sorry. I, I can't. It may be a cultural thing, but I just don't agree with that. I don't I, agree I, with I that. I can't either. I mean, yeah. there's... I, I would I mean, never be able to do that to my son. Yeah. Even if he's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, my he's going to mess up. I know he's going to mess up. And there's going to be sometimes, they're going to be big mess ups. I'm going to be furious. I'm probably going to want to punch him right in the face, but I'll never <laughs> treat him like that. You know what I mean? I'll never that... ignore him and emotionally wreck him. Like, I'll still love him and... Just because I want to punch you doesn't mean I don't love you. And we're not going to talk and stuff. I just, you know, just keep at least a foot away from me in case I lose my I lose my anger. You know, I might choke you. Homer and Bart. We'll be Homer and Bart. Okay, I'll choke you a little bit. We'll get over it. A little big, you know, big family hug. Well, you know what? I think that's kind of different now because, I mean, think about it. If we watch this, what, 10 or so before we had kids, right. you know, that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't affect me as much considering oh, the fact that I am a parent. No, I mean, you know, yet from a child standpoint, you still be like, oh, my parents are stupid. They we're suck. all, yeah, we're all but, parents. But here. I like, I like yeah. what she realized after when she was willing to give it up and she said, well, fine. At, at this point, if I'm a disappointment and I yeah. can't ever get in their good faces, fine. I might as well, this makes me get, feel my self-worth again. I feel like yes, I can make a validity. difference. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to do this because it can't get any worse if my family won't accept my apology and won't All try right. to well. Because I think it might have been different if if her family had had, yeah, had accepted it and doing it. That would have probably, she probably wouldn't have gone back because that's what she craved so much. But at this point, like I said, if it's She's not going to happen. new family. Yeah, you know, she's like hell yeah. with it. I mean, you know, Some, what, someone can't get feels, any worse. <laughs> yeah, someone feels I can make a difference mm-hmm. and I have self worth and, and can make make amends for my mistake. <clears throat> you know, you know how you were talking earlier about how Brendan Fraser kind of takes you out of Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Luke Wilson kind of takes me out of this because he's just well, he just kind of talks the same goddamn way he that. talks and yeah. everything. You know, and then I'm just waiting for Owen Wilson to pop in and go wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> they just pop out and leave again. <laughs> the, the only reason he doesn't take me out of it as much is because he's not really as big of a part of the he's show. Limited. He, he's yeah, in there, he's but, but he's, he's like not a main focus of the show. He's Come kind on, of, guy. He's you like can't a part eat from that. Like, the original, sugar, like the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like that, he's like that connection from the original to right. introduce her, and then she can take it off. But, well, write that down. She can take it off. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sound bite I want from Sarah saying. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that better be in the she, opening not me. just for Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Yolanda relationship with Courtney is, is uh, really, really great. I love how they built this one. There was times, like, especially when they were going just to try the outfits on. start making out. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there were times when I was going to try the outfit. They were trying the outfits on, and I was like, oh, that's cute. That's like a girl moment. Yeah. And it was great for Yolanda and Courtney because Courtney has no friends. Yolanda's been shunned from everybody or just kind of shunned hey. herself from everybody. Hey. Kind of I used to play moment. dress up too, okay? It's not I just for girls, Greg. I used to play dress, 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 dress up too. Dress up. What are you talking about? We well, you know you had <laughs> a head. Right. Um, but yeah, you guys got anything else you want to point out about episode four? I know at the end, it was a reveal. What's the girl's name who is obsessed with her parents? The other girl sitting at the table? can't remember her name she's obviously going to be in the next episode and reveal that she, her... she she's dr midnight right Colin, but she saw she saw Courtney was... climbing the, or, mm-hmm. she saw the yolanda climbing and yeah. and she heard her call her name yeah yep so. oh and they found out about the principal too what y'all think about that about the principal coming into the bread the uh to brainwaves off or hospital room and playing the violin you mean tigress <laughs> that's tigress yeah she's tigress okay yeah, that's my call. She she's definitely obviously uh, part of the group. 
Is Courtney replacing all all the old JSA members? Which I don't care, but it's like she getting like a girl. Is it gonna be like a Star Girl and the Pussycats? You know, kind of like Josie yeah. Wales and the Pussycats. Yeah, like she just get all the girl gang band together. Our man's gonna be, uh, I think, a male. Really? Okay, because yeah. I don't remember like any trailers or anything. But so like, I really every episode I come in like fresh, where I'm like, well, okay, I don't really know, you know, except for yeah. you saw the the thumbnail on this one where you knew that. She was, you know, uh, Yolanda was going to be Wildcat. Well, it's interesting with Dr. Midnight because she, you know, she had glasses, but Dr. Midnight couldn't, you know, there was an accident where he, you know, it just, it hurt his eyes, but gave him different mm-hmm. kind of powers, you know, a la Daredevil in a different way. But okay. it's going to be interesting to see what, whatever, since the suit seems to be given some powers, what this does, mm-hmm. the, the goggles, so. Well, like I said, I just don't, I just don't, like, I don't remember trailers or anything. This is, like I said, it's all fresh, man. I just don't know. It's just kind of, which would make sense. I mean, she's a girl. She's going to be naturally attracted to other, other girlfriends and be more, you know what I mean? I just didn't, I honestly didn't know. And, like, uh, I don't know, like you said, legacy casting or if there's going to be other, I don't, have uh, that'd be great, but I'd, I don't, I just don't know. You know, like you said, boy, wouldn't it be the shit if we got a Flash and a Green Lantern to, like, come in and be their lead? <laughs> but, but don't you think that would kind of overshadow her? Oh. Or, or how about how about this? What about what is it? Icicle Sun, the, the guy with the sketchbook. Yeah, that's all you know, that. Like. How about how that he? I I really think he's going to be on the team, and that's, that's what Travis put, thinks that, too. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. going to get the pin. I don't know. I that's don't, what Travis said. I think Jakeem's getting the pin, right? I I think he'll be bad of a hint. Yeah, but he could be our man, or he could be something else. But I really think that that's going to be a huge point of contention. Oh, that would be an all. I mean. It would be kind of see it coming, but I would like to see that what that would be like because yeah, I don't okay. think that. Well, we, I don't think wait, that. So who do you think he would that. be? I don't know if he's our man. He's something else. I got to look back up and see what's okay. still out what there. What about Doctor Fate? Our... Yeah, if we see a Doctor Fate, I'm gonna uh, shit. Doctor like, Fate, that would be a real uh, Lord of Order. I was gonna like, tell man, you. I will shit. The um, episode three, my son watched it with me, so when he saw the. Everybody in there, he picked, he automatically picked out Flash and Dctor Fate. Nice. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's look, all I was just only, asking him. <laughs> there's only one thing on this show that's disappointed me so far, and it's not even really a big deal. It's kind of being nitpicky. It's the fact that if Green Lantern had either, either I been killed, or excuse me, either A been killed or B is in hiding, there's no way that Lantern is left in the hall. John Diggle. Period. It's not happening. There's no way that la- if he's John dead, Diggle. that lantern's off this earth. If he's hiding, that lantern's not there. D- Diggle didn't have the lantern though. You just saw him get the ring. Well, this Hi. is this is a Alan Scott is not your typical Green Lantern though. True, he is not your part of the core. This was a a magical lantern. Is yeah. and his weakness is wood. At that point, so this yeah. is this is, he's very different. <laughs> okay, he's very very different. I I, I did bring That's up what she said. I did bring up to, uh, to Travis when we were talking about it how that would like just kind of tease them. They could use Diggle as segue. Diggle as lantern to seg to connect Earth Two and Earth One in the DCCW. Uh, they're not connecting. I think no, they it's keep, not. Oh wait, they are going to connect. Well, they are, no. Didn't they say that they're not connecting Green Lantern? The they're going to connect the universes, but they're not connecting. Okay, but not I see the two Star Girl yeah. still be on Earth One, I believe. Or she'll be connected you with her. think so. You think okay. they're going to smash her universe in? Well, Travis thinks so, and he's way more smarter about DC. Well, that's true. So. 
I believe at some that. point at some point yeah. it's got to cross. I mean, well, the, the, they they said it was going to cross, but I mean, he so he thinks they're going to fold the universe in, then kind of like they did with the the crisis well, event. I don't think necessarily fold the universe in. I almost speak for him, but mm-hmm. I think I think he thinks it'll be connected. Or at least there'll yeah, be some kind some, of where they'll be able to, not to associate. Cisco can yeah. uh, Cisco uses portal. Maybe like something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll, again, we'll, remember we'll they associate th- easily. Remember right. they think that the universes are there no more. They don't. There's no more multiverse. They all think it's, it's true. All, none of them know what surprise. it's still out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole another universe. Like we're just we're knocking on the universe next door to borrow a cup of sugar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to point out about this one? I mean, there's certain uh, little scenes here and there, but I've I talked about this a whole lot. I yeah. really am. I really am liking this series. Like a lot of yeah. more, now, maybe it's because I didn't have any expectations or whatever, but it's just like it's it's. I don't know. It's like quaint or endearing or like what, but it's just it's keeping my attention. I'm I'm liking it. I'm actually uh, shocked at how much I'm liking it. Really, it's almost taken some of the best parts of the Arrowverse that we've seen and yes. just kind of not like improving and just little things that we really enjoy about almost all these different shows. In that point, you know, family is such a huge part of Black Nightling. And this this really takes family in in so many mm-hmm. different directions at that point. You know, the teams, you know, how important with Flash, cool. Legends. The uh, girl the girl Arrow. that plays Courtney is really likable. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's she's a really likable per you know what I mean? Like I like I like the character of Courtney. Like I, I like seeing her smile when she's on the screen. And like you know what I mean? Like she's she's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, she's kinda like but she's enjoyable to follow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is the lead. Well, and as much as I love Arrow. Arrow had a lot of dark moments. This mm-hmm. one, to me, it's it's it has shadows. It doesn't have like the true dark well, moments. Um, right. A little more lighthearted. I got a yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's gonna, I think I think it'll take that. Uh, and it may take I think a turn. Take that shot. Well, no, well, not, not not like I think they'll they'll use it strategically. That when they right. do go, like people are like, oh shit! Well, like the kid killing the kid and the dad, like that was pretty fucking dark. Well, well I, yeah. I I think that the thing they take from Arrow is the idea of of responsibility in the sense of uh you know it, you know oliver had started with the list mm-hmm. and saying i, I mm-hmm. like courtney feels real responsibility to avenge who she believes who her father is and the jsa and to take response and, and she's really big on taking responsibility well, for- is, is it like she's more like she wants to avenge whereas oliver wanted revenge true yeah, yeah. And, and I, th- I think the other part they take from the Arrowverse here that that really puts it together, kind of ties it all together, is a little bit of what Sarah was saying, and from the Arrowverse is that they they it's got to be lighthearted enough where <clears throat> you, you can enjoy it, kids can enjoy it, but it's also got to have consequences. You've got to uh-huh. feel the consequences of what happens, which is what uh-huh. made Arrow such a different show because you felt the consequences of what he did. If you killed uh-huh. this person, you felt what was going to happen. If you didn't kill this person, you felt what was going to happen. Every decision you made affected what was going on in the future. It wasn't a you know, Saturday morning serial show where it's a new, season you know, four when you got to Damien uh, Dark and they didn't know what the hell was going on. It started to get a little off the rails, season four and five. I'll give you that. But, uh, but that's kind of what they brought from from the Arrowverse, I think, is is that that consequence, you know? Are, we, uh, are we all sorry, are we are we all in agreement that uh like the penultimate episode or the season finale, we're definitely gonna see Grundy versus Stripe. Like you know, they're saving that CGI fight for you know. We're but he, you know, he's growling in that cell. Then that cell, we saw him. He's in the ready first to go. Like we keep, well, we, he's like he keeps improving the striped suit. Like I got a feeling we're gonna straight up see like kaiju versus mech. You know what I mean? It's just gonna I'll, be in a smaller scale. I want to hear Grundy say the poem. 
He's got to say it. Me too. He's got to start saying it. I want to ask you guys, do you think it was Grundy that ran into Denise's car? Travis had that theory because there yeah. were twigs and uh, like you know some dirt and all kind of stuff around the teeth. Well, it looked like it just something just like it wasn't like a straight. Oh. It looks like there was right. a curve there. So like so a. So do you think it was him that hit that that, that ran into the car? Because you've I seen a... that would have caused more damage than that. But yeah, it's plausible. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we're gonna find out. Yeah. 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 You've already, you've already <laughs> yeah. seen him. Isaac go down to Grundy and he's he's told him he you know he's. Said hey to him, so hey, she yeah. she knows a little much. She knows stuff, so they kind of. T- I didn't see a body, so she may not be taken totally off the board. But that's she's true. Off the board right now. That's true. You didn't see a body. That's a good point. At least the cat got away. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't take off the pet of people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. All in all, I think we're all enjoying Stargirl. It's. It, I think it could be a revival for the DCCW. Uh, maybe not. Um, I don't know where they're going. No, Batwoman's not going to be. Yeah, we definitely know Batwoman's not going to be. Well, you never know. They love Jane Wilder. You never know. Is it Jane? Jan Wilder? Is it Jan Wilder? Ryan Wilder. I will agree. Ryan Wilder. Yeah. I will be happy to eat my words on it. I think it's the dumbest mistake they're doing with it, but I will be happy to eat my words if if they are mysteries going to be. Our mystery of the show is going to be, where did Kate Kane go all of a sudden? Although season one was, where the hell did Batman go? <laughs> where's and now Bruce? Where's Kate? We just had all these relationships, and now she's gone. And look, look, we got this new chick, and we're, oh. hoping, we're hoping that we can pay Ruby Rose enough in a year that she'll come back for like 20 seconds for the final episode so we can be like, ha here she is. I'll, I'll tell you what, I laughed my butt off when Jason on DC on screen went on saying, oh, she probably went to Lucius and say, hey, I hurt my leg. Can you get a leg brace for it? No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. Okay, well, I guess I can't be Batman anymore. I was like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Because, you know, like, oh. Brace fixes everything, you know? Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. Especially whenever you add the hydraulics to it, you know? Yep. Uh-huh. Hey, if but I had a hydraulic leg... Chiropractor 101. Hey, if I had a hydraulic leg, I'd be doing a lot more <laughs> ass-kicking than I'm doing right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. All right. Say, from what I hear, you're doing quite a bit of ass kicking. So, then, you know, just a lot quoted, of ass kicking. Your mind's pretty good. A lot so. of ass kicking. If I didn't have to put the physical energy into it, so much more ass would be kicked. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that would make it a whole lot easier fight. If you don't uh, fight. Right. Was, was, it, was it today or yesterday, the uh, anniversary <laughs> of uh, Jurassic Park? And we need to pay a little homage to that because that's one of the greatest films ever to come Agreed. out. Agreed. Because uh, uh, that changed that. the game with like technology shit. You can still go back and watch that in that first seat where Dr. Grant comes up into the park and you look and you got those brachios- brachiosaurus or whatever the hell he comes out of the Jeep and, and you have the yeah, same look like, on your face that he does. Takes, like that mm-hmm. is still one of the greatest scenes to see. And like you yeah. watch it and with the score going, that I'm like, wow, oh, man. And then they ruined it by making more movies after that. Yeah. Hey, you know and they what? weren't all bad. I they love all the bad. dinosaur movies. I love yeah. them. I love all of them. I will watch all of them. I will too. I mean, I there, have, there are I'll some definitely better them, than yeah. others, but I'll watch yes. all of them. Yes, that yeah. first one is the crown jewel. Oh yeah, of, of course. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when and you, you know got what? a scummy lawyer getting eat off a toilet, like, come on, you can't beat that. When you got when you got Jeff Goldblum with the shirt open like a sex symbol, you know, get Jeff Goldblum as the sex symbol. Like, come on, how do you pass that up with all that taco meat hanging out there? Yeah. <laughs> Him hitting on Laura Dern. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern digging through triceratops shit. Mm. 
Oh, was she like what went up to that triceratops? Even though she was going through food, you went. You're like oh, hey, that animatronic was so cool. Rumor is what? Sam Neill's gonna be in the next one. I know, I know. Bring back Doctor Grant. Come on. I yeah. want to know what happened to the kids. I want the kids to come back like for reals, for real. And I want, I want. Uh, remember Ian Malcolm's daughter, the second one, or his stepdaughter, yeah. or whatever yeah. she was. You know, like the like. Let's bring her. Like, like, come on. Let's bring them back around, guys. Let's go. Let's do hey, a full you know, house we'll reunion. Bring everybody we'll, back. We'll we'll take a page out of Star Wars. Well, everyone's gonna get a moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get let's get William H Macy back, even though him and his wife screwed shit up, and get that other kid. Come on, let's get him back, even from number three. Let's go. Let's bring them all back. Well, hey, real quick, if you like Jurassic Park, I know for a fact that Katie is going to be covering Jurassic Park on Slice of Film, which comes out every other Thursday on the Geek Ultimate Alliance uh, Podcast Network. So check it out. Right, because and it's how, it's what kind of weekly? You know that. It's what kind it of weekly? The sexiest kind of weekly. <laughs> the right, sexiest kind of weekly. Kind of weekly. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, y'all. We're about two hours and ten minutes into this, maybe a little longer. I'm not sure. Can't we're not, straight, we're but... done talking dinosaurs? Fine. Oh, dude, I want to talk dinosaurs dinosaur in this one day for sure. Home. We're actually going to be talking dinosaurs real soon because after uh, we just finished up our Lord of the Rings uh, movie uh, series mm-hmm. and we're going to start talking um, Indiana let's Jones. Let's get Dr. Soon. Jones so, in you know, there. Dinosaur? Yeah, let's get yeah. Dr. Jones in there. He's a better dinosaur nowadays. So, uh, But no, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it I got for the show. Y'all want to do some plugs and get out of here? Sure. Uh, sure. Sure. All right, well, I'll talk about the next couple weeks. Next week, we're doing hey, a we're doing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, too. All right, if we're doing yeah, it, we're doing all. Doing all. Doing all. Doing all. We're doing Doom Patrol Season <laughs> 1 review next week. And then, of course, news and whatever else comes out that we come up with between now and the week. But that's going to be a main focus of next week. The week after that, we're going to cover the first three episodes of Doom Patrol. And then, obviously, all the squirrels we chase in the news after that. And then, uh, first week of uh, July, we're doing our first Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do a commentary or a review. We'll probably end up doing a review, but uh, we haven't talked about it yet. But anyway, it's going to be Indiana Jones. And that's a three-week snapshot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm talking all over the place. So, Sarah, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at my lady kitten. Um, that's pretty much my only plug right now. So, and here, you can find me here. Yeah, the Super Civil Servants Podcast. That's right. SCS, you know, as the kids say in the streets. That's right. I'm excited I can say it and not get tongue tied. But you can also find me on Instagram as well. So, but um, I kind of like lurk on Twitter. I don't really have yeah. too big of a presence you lurk yet. lurk on Twitter. That's yeah. a statement. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing to do. Is I'm the lurk. one where it's like, okay, I'm going to tweet. Uh, no, she no, didn't I'm say not. creep. No, she said lurk. I walk fine line, that? Greg. I, I walk a fine line, okay? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I observe. <laughs> Nathan, where can they find you at, man? Uh, you can occasionally find me on Twitter at wobblyboots85 and on this show handle every now and then if I remember to log into it and check it, which is SCS Pod One or Podcast One. Pod One or Podcast One? I can't remember. Uh, SCS Podcast. Help me, I'm drowning. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I needed yeah. that life right that life right there. Oh, dude, they can also find you on the uh, on Katie's uh I don't have the log. I ain't got time. You don't have. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is, she's been doing that. But oh yeah, you can find me on Star Wars. uh, Star Wars Alliance, yes, because Katie is gracious enough to work with my recording schedule. It it just works out. We both have a time when we can do it, and it uh, it works perfectly. And I am glad to be a part of the network still. And 
even if you only get to hear my voice on, you know, the, the sexiest of weeklies, at least it's better than nothing. Twice a month is better than, you know, no times a month, okay? Right. And when that's right. Other than this show. <laughs> uh, Chris, man, where can they find you, buddy? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Balga. Uh, we got two shows. I got World's Finest True Believers. You can follow that at Finest Believers. Um, and this, this, Kurt, well, technically when this drops last week, a drop we went way back, we dropped the first retro episode going back to when I was oh so young as a podcaster a year ago with Quarter Bowles, Jordan Funk. This coming week when this drops on Wednesday, we will drop a new episode looking at Countdown to Infinite Crisis and the OMAC Project with the one and the only Tim from DC Films. And wow. And uh, we got Marvel Alliance with myself, Mr. Travis Snell, you know, looking at a lot of news. Travis B. Snell, like Travis, Travis B. Crumb. Come on. Travis, B. Right. Travis B. Snell. <laughs> <Travis> B. Snell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow that at Marvel A Podcast. And yeah, we got a lot of news to discuss. Um, we start our comic book club with Civil War issue one on the show this week. So good deal. Good deal. Awesome show. Y'all check it out. Uh, and well, all those are awesome shows. Check them out. <laughs> uh, and just uh, let's subscribe see, to the Geek Ultimate Alliance feed, and there'll be something there every day of the week for you. Every day, it's of as simple week. as that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. That's my personal handle. And then you can also check me out at Superhero. Uh, excuse me, Super Civil Servants Podcast. The handle that that's at, at SCS Podcast One. Yeah. Check that. You know, periodically throughout the day. Check that out. Um, I am part of the DC Ultimate Alliance podcast, where it is DC Alliance Pod C1 on Twitter, where we do basically what we do here, but just talk DC, so we kind of hone it down a little bit. And then me and Travis also do Superhero Discussions, which we're covering Superman the Animated Series right now. That's at Superhero D-I-S-C-U-1 on Twitter, so kind of half a discuss you yeah. one on Twitter. Well, because he uh, only wants to hear one side of the discussion. We know how, right. we know how the Maple Leaf <laughs> militia is there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but it's a super fun time, man. We're doing Superman the Animated Series right now. After that, I'm not sure we're going to cover. We're going to leave it to a fan vote for that. But check us out on the Geek. Oh, don't worry. Podcast. I'll direct you guys what to cover. If you need, there if you you need help, I'll, I'll spin you. There's a lot of good stuff still coming. <laughs> there's, a, there's a ton I of good stuff. Right. Right. But check us out on the Geek Ultimate Alliance podcast network. You can subscribe to that feed and get all of these shows Monday through Friday. Star Wars, Marvel, comic books, animated, DC, everything you want's on there. There's going to be more to come in the future. We're just going to start right now. The gaggle of voices and collective minds that you will hear. I mean, just, <laughs> 100% agree. If you, if you put all of us together, we are just the picture of beauty. And like we are just like, we. this is where you need to be, okay? you got to hear... This brilliant insight from all these beautiful minds here, guys. Okay, now that I've grossed everybody out with that. No, you guys <laughs> check it out. We have a good time on there. Oh, yeah. Well, last plug for that podcast or that network is we do have a Patreon for that network. Check us out. You can now do it. There's two tiers. There's a $1 tier and a $5 tier. The $1 tier is just because you love us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And to all our Patreons so far. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> to all our patrons so, our patrons so far and fans out there i really appreciate it. it's been a great first two weeks we're going to week three uh there's yeah, also a five dollar tier where you can get all of the episodes that's early totally and, worth it. and that is totally worth it check us out uh but six but even, dollars just for the hell of it no i'm just, <laughs> <laughs> even I'm just trying to just throw drag right off the rails you are i said you're doing a good job <laughs> Even if you can't be a patron, though, check us out. Give us a like. Give us a rate. Give us a review. Share with your friends. Uh, put it out there. We're going to be here for a while. We're not We're not going anywhere. Rate, review the 
all the, the network shows, rate and review this show. If you remotely like what you hear here, tell a friend about it. See if we can piss them off, or maybe they'll like us, or, you know, whatever. We can do that. And, and then just, just you know, just unpack your love for our voices, all right? Uh, Son, just you know, unpack your love. Fanboy Garage is going to sue us. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna sue us. They're copyrights infringement. Right. They're coming for us. Not they, they made shirts for unpack your love. We cannot mm. say unpack your love. Like they're gonna sue us. No, I'm just kidding. They're great guys. Yeah. Uh, but all right, cool. Well, y'all, I'm I'm done. I got nothing else. Done. We're I'm out of here. Y'all good to go. Yeah. Chris, Sarah, anything else? Peace. All right, cool. No. Well, that without anything else, then uh, y'all have a great event. We'll see you next week. And like I always say at the end of a non-Panthers podcast, keep pounding. Pounding. <laughs> <laughs>